0: again and welcome back for another season of a thousand and one by one where normally each week we take a film out of the book a thousand and one movies you must see before you die discuss it analyze it and ultimately decide whether or not it should be in the book but that is not what we are doing today as always i am adam st john
1: i am Brett Reinhold hobson
2: and i continue to be joey rogate and I am the reason we are talking today about our director, Edgar Wright. As I was doing the research Weep. for this, I kept wanting to call him Edgar Allen Wright, and I was so disappointed his middle name was Howard.
1: That is really disappointing. Like
2: I'm like, oh man, if his
1: middle name Missed is Missed Opportunity. Allen.
2: Yeah. So just absolute failure. But English filmmaker, born in 1974. Um, I drafted him in our um in our initial 1001 draft. And I went, one of the reasons that one, uh, really fun movies, different movies that I don't think we'll get to talk about. So I figured it would be a good director to touch on. Two, he only had uh, seven movies. So I figured, yeah. you know, three of us are picking movies. Um, if we, all, you know, we kind of capped it at 10, 11. If I, if we all cap 10 and 11, maybe, you know, maybe it's good one of us goes short.
1: I think technically <laughs> we said 10 and then Adam went with someone who had 11 movies. So it's his fault. We
2: we said 10, 11, I, 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 but I also asked the question, what was the, the low end <laughs> limit? <laughs> and I think we agreed that's on- That's true. Yeah, because at one point I was just going to um, do Ari Aster and just so he could battle out his three.
1: I knew it. I knew that's who you were. Oh, that would have been- I was like- That would have been interesting. That would have been fun. I mean, you know, but was not afraid. It's like, what, four hours long? So that's well, exactly. basically two movies?
2: <laughs> I think Kristen's still, <laughs> s- still watching it. <laughs> At one point I looked and she was just staring at me in the theater. <laughs> and she was like, you're not enjoying this. I was like, I love this.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. But.
2: Oh <sighs> man, God. Fucking love that movie. But anyway. I, so, you know, maybe, maybe next year. But we're Edgar Wright. Edgar Allen Wright. Um, known for his fast-paced, kinetic, satirical genre films, Lots of popular music, tracking shots, dolly zooms, and a really fast paced editing style that is very Edgar Wright. Um, you know, I, I think he's a really fun person to kind of look at. Uh, first feature film was 1995. Then he did some sitcom directing. Then he did Space with Simon Pegg, and that's where their whole writing partnership came in. They wrote the Cornetto trilogy together. He also wrote Ant Man. Over like a thirteen yeah. year period, and that's in, because he the initial one he wrote was before the MCU was really the MCU, and he hadn't written Shaun of the Dead yet. Um, and it kind of got passed when it finally became it. He was Edgar Wright at that point, and they wanted him to make a Marvel movie, and he wanted to make an Edgar Wright movie. So, unfortunately, that didn't pan out. But I mean, he got you know executive producer, and he's all over that movie. So um, you, you can now, see him.
0: I don't want to. This is. I wasn't sure when any of this would come up, and I think this is really interesting because I don't. By no means do I think that Edgar Wright is like a a trivial filmmaker. I've you know over the last few days I've listened to him do interviews, and I I like his vibe, and he clearly is a a lover of film. I think it's so great though that like you have somebody like like Chloe Zhao who won an Oscar for Nomadland found found her way getting sucked into the MCU machine, but Edgar Wright. Didn't and I I'm, I don't know why I'm picking those two. I think I'm picking Chloe Zhao because she won an Oscar and then she right, made right yeah. Eternals.
1: and then Eternals but put like, her in director oof. jail. <laughs>
0: but like I I just think it's so it's it's a if I had said those two names to you and you didn't know I said which one of those two has directed a, a Marvel movie, you probably would guess Edgar Wright. Um, so there's like there's a he has his like his film morals you know he's like he's got his he's he has his principles and he, he sticks to it i guess i don't know
1: I, I guess so. yeah
2: you know what he wants to write and direct his stuff like you know love it or hate it it's his thing and i think you know yeah that takes balls and a lot of you know he's not a doesn't want to be the director for hire i mean right or wrong who the hell am i to say but you know i find it in but it was enough written is you know he was all over ant-man so um
1: yeah for sure
2: which is awesome um Besides the major films, he's also written and directed seven short films. One of them was the Grindhouse trailer that apparently is going to be a feature film. Don't. This is what him and Eli Roth keep saying.
1: I mean, we've gotten a couple of those, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So, you know,
0: I'm into it. I, I, you know what, for what it was, <laughs> I enjoyed Thanksgiving. Me too. I had fun watching it.
1: it I a- haven't watched it yet. I'm going to wait until next year because I, I don't want to watch a holiday movie outside of the holiday. So. It's, Gotta it's good. My, it's fun. My, those are my morals. No holiday movies outside of the holiday.
2: That's fair. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it is, it is a good movie and you know, it's not great, but it's a lot of fun. The accents are exactly what you would expect the accents to be.
1: Great perfect can't wait no i tell you longer. about it next that's November
0: I didn't mind I as right now we're totally just veered off I actually didn't mind Patrick Dempsey I didn't mind his his accent
2: Oh I mean I didn't mind him his, I thought his accent was atrocious
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe cuz he was the only one trying is why I think I liked that's, it That's all
2: right he gets the, I mean yeah. he gets the effort because most the, a lot of them were just like hey I am not from around here <laughs>
1: what accent were they trying to do like like a i don't know anything thing. about the movie oh oh no right oh no please no i mean like that's not a, a that's not a good thing it's an
2: easy accent to fuck up
1: yeah Yeah, that's a really easy accent to fuck up
2: <laughs> um so i think most you know known or most blew up from the three flavors cornetto trilogy uh brit you're a fan of the cornetto ice cream
1: Yes, I am, actually. Uh, What's your favorite had, flavor? Oh, God, I can't remember. It's been a very long time. Let me let me look up the flavors real quick, and I'll let you know.
2: Well, he went through, you know, <laughs> what did he do? Mint chocolate chip, original strawberry. Those are his three for the movies.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, like, okay, here's the thing. Strawberry shake, my favorite thing in the world. But if I'm going to have ice cream... That's not in a shake form, it's going to be mint. So it would, it just by default would be mint chocolate chip. Um, but you can only get them, you can't get them over here. We only have them when we're in England.
2: Well, missed opportunity. When you go and buy a gas station. When you're hungover. Apparently, that's great hangover food. Um, you know, so Shaun of the Dead, some screenplay and independent film awards, Hot Fuzz, Best Director, Empire. Next movie, Scott Pilgrim. He's, um, Best Director, Empire Awards again. The Empire Awards really like him. And the Online Film Critics Society really likes him. Um, World's End again, Empire Awards. Baby Driver, the only thing that it got was the Georgia Film Critics Association. And his other two movies are Last Night in Soho and Fistful of Fingers. So those are his wonderful movies. Um, Edgar Allan Wright unfortunately named edgar howard right but you know i've watched a lot of him this week and i really really i'm just intrigued by the guy i I love how how much fun he has with everything he does and i respect that very much
1: i really respect the um the atmosphere that he creates on the sets of his movies that was something that kept coming around how people have a really good time on his movies um i saw this particularly with scott pilgrim just because they everybody came back for the the anime Mm -hmm. and you know he was talking about how it's a really difficult job what we do so if you don't make the workplace nice what's the point of people coming here and and trying at all and I just like have so much respect for somebody who respects the people he works with enough to be like we need to make this a good experience all around I think that's just top-notch love it
2: yeah I, I agree too
1: many people don't think that way
2: yeah, and I mean, in a little bit, you know, when we're going through the list, we'll uh, talk about collaborate collaborators later. And there's a reason he has so many frequent friars. I think everybody just really likes working with him. He seems like yeah. a good dude who has fun.
0: I think my favorite, my favorite thing about him outside of the the filmmaking. Is there's a, I think it was last year at some point floating around Twitter, there was a picture of Edgar Wright in front of his physical media collection. <laughs> and it is amazing. It is uh it's daunting. I'm quite jealous. Oh uh, but also <laughs> like like I I it's like a one of us kind of vibe. Like he yes, he's a filmmaker, yes, this, that, that is his job, but like in his bones he is just a film dork you know yeah. I, he's been on um uh a pure cinema podcast which is the podcast that uh, goes out of new beverly which is tarantino's theater um and he's he's jumped on and done like three and a half hour podcasts on british horror and um and he just like he is just a he's just a dork who likes movies yeah. and now he's 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 very adept filmmaker and and you know i i don't i hasten to throw the word auteur around but as a writer director of his own work he kind of does have that ownership credit of it and so see him standing in front of like you know like a kajillion deep blu-rays and dvds i'm like yes this is my guy I-, I love it
2: every movie when you're doing the research there's stories about like oh i gave this list of movies to these actors to watch and none you know and it's just a, this wide variety of movies and they all watch them And like, this is why I wrote about this. This is why I did this. And it's super interesting to watch.
1: I also think that he's one of those directors that you kind of immediately know it's a movie that he did. He has such a clear vision and such a... Uh, it, it's so obvious when he has has been a part of a film. It's very cool because um, you don't get that with a lot of directors. Some directors, you have to go, oh, did, did this person really direct this? Because, you know, and maybe, maybe that isn't always a good thing. Maybe people would want him to go outside of his comfort zone a little bit more. But I think it's really cool that he has such a style to him that you immediately can recognize his films.
2: Yeah, I mean, you watch somebody get in a car in an Edgar Wright film, you know it is by the cuts and the whooshes. <laughs> And I love that. Um so for our rankings we will go by what has been dubbed the 1001 style <laughs> draft uh draft, rankings. We will each will go through each round. We will each pick, you know, whatever we have there and we will talk about it when it is at its highest point. So whoever brings it up at the highest will lead the conver- start the conversation from there and we'll go. Thanks to Adam and Ian. It's it's the 1001 ranking style we use it for bpc it's the easiest way and smartest way to do this so adam congrats but apparently i'm kissing your ass too much on podcasts i hear
0: yeah that's that's uh that's oh brit don't that's not melissa's coming from melissa who uh is uh is not afraid to share her opinion about about that um well that's an off that's mic hilarious. story but it is very funny and very true apparently so so yeah i only speak the truth on these oh things so <laughs>
2: Um, so, I figured for order, we would go by the order we say our names Adam, Britt, then Joe, because why try to be more clever than I need to be? So, again, the movies we'll be ranking are Fistful of Fingers, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Baby Driver, and Last Night in Soho. Are we ready to Before go? Oh, sorry.
1: I do have a quick question for both of you before we start. Um, So when I go into these, I always rank the movies I've seen previous and then re-rank them after. And I was actually quite shocked with mine. Um, And I'm wondering if either of you had a similar experience going into this, because I I basically thought I knew what it was going to be. So I was like, oh, watching the movies is just going to be you know getting more content, more things to talk about. And my... List changed more than I expected. Um, so I'm just wondering if either of you had that experience going into this one, too.
2: I did. Uh, um, yeah, w- one of the reasons I did this was because of the movie I, I, I w- had locked in at one when I did it, and that was way less easy than I thought. And I, you know, I, I finished watching these a couple of days ago, I did rewatches, and I didn't lock it in until really this morning. Um, and just a couple things switched where i was very surprised by in the middle like it it didn't go it's not wildly off but it's it was surprising and harder than i expected
0: yeah. i i'll i'll be vague but i think it'll become very clear here what my what the seven is but um my my cuz i'd only not seen one of these movies so my 6 stayed the same um, but my one through five all changed. All wow. they're not how they were when I when I did the pre-ranking. Um, so yeah, it's exciting.
2: I do have a feeling this, this will be our most different rankings.
1: I'm sure it will be
2: because you know we've been with the past ones we've been similar-ish. I have a feeling we're gonna be all over the place, which is which is exciting. All right. Yeah. So, it's fun. Adam, give Great. us- thank you.
3: <laughs> Adam,
2: let's so start us, us off. Number question. seven.
0: Uh, my number seven, and this was honestly not even a, a, a question. It It is a fistful of fingers uh, coming in at number seven for me.
2: <laughs> Britt?
1: Yeah, fistful of fingers. Definitely number seven.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the easiest seven you've ever had in your life, <laughs> It's our right? dune hole, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, but I will say, you know, I, I don't know. How, listen, you saw the kind of, you saw the bones of who he would become. Yes, the the Butch Cassidy and Sundance kid bit killed me, and I thought it was hysterical. And uh, that's pretty I, much all I have to say.
1: <laughs> I mean, for fifteen, th- like fifteen thousand dollars, great job. Uh, yeah. It is so very obviously the English countryside that we are traipsing through in this Wild West, Spaghetti Western type movie. Um, I, do, I do appreciate that they didn't really try to hide that. No. They just embraced it and they're like, we're just we're in the Cotswolds. It doesn't really matter. Um, I, I, I love that there were gags. Do I think they worked? No, I, I don't. But you could see the bones of what would become Edgar yes. Wright and his I- creative style.
0: I think if the whole movie wasn't just gags, they might have collectively worked. And that was the thing. The way that the movie went for me was, you know, we start and I'm like, okay, it's going to be over the top. It's stylized. It it made on a, a shoestring budget. That's great. That's all fine. Like, I have no problem with a low budget movie like that. But, like, as we went along, like, I... I found myself getting so bored. Like I was just tremendously bored. Um, I had one, and this was the only one that I hadn't seen. And I did have a little revelation. And so I've heard, I've heard Edgar Wright and Tarantino have conversations like with each other. And, one way in which i found them similar is that they both riff on genre that is basically what they do yeah. and the fact that he made like a parody western when when you've seen everything else in his in his uh, filmography like this just makes sense not the western part but that he would essentially spoof a genre it made total sense
1: yeah i actually asked neil why british people were obsessed with westerns um and with like uh, the wild west because i don't know if either of you know this for our one year anniversary we had a, a line dance where like we had a line dance caller in england like and we did like two steps and and like it, it was it was so much fun we had a great time but i was like what is this and neil mentioned he was like well it's kind of like how people over here are kind of obsessed with like the tutors it's not actually our history so it's more interesting to us um, so i i <laughs> I could see the bones of that. Because I was like, why Why are we doing a Western in the Cotswolds? This doesn't make any sense. But I can see I can see why. Like, it makes sense when he put it in that perspective for me. And I mean, th- that's very broad. I'm not talking about all British people, obviously. No, you are. You're talking but about every single British person. Every single one. Every single one. Same answer. Including my, my mother-in-law. She really loves the Wild West. She doesn't. Big oh. John Wayne fan. John Wayne forever. Uh, <laughs> definitely wasn't a bad guy at all. Uh, the worst (laughs) but it just uh, why why did it have to be a western come on it was just i don't even really like westerns to begin with and it just mm, some things worked some things were funny but the horses were the
2: horses were pretty funny like i like that they just leaned into that like but like it was was too
0: much by the end
1: Yes, way too much. Well, yeah. and then and and so
0: the horse thing is interesting too because it's clear it's in a way it's like their version of spoofing Holy Grail. Sure. You know. And and that and that's oh, fine. Definitely. That's cool. That that's whatever. But then when the when it becomes meta at the end when he's like on like a TV show or whatever momentarily I was like, "Oh, another. Now they're just really stealing." And and I you know, I I, I get that you're going to you're going to spoof everything. And, and I mean, I like there were like, for me, it was lines or moments like the line. It's peck and paw tastic made me chuckle. Cause I was like, okay, I get it. We're nice little homage there. Um, th- there is also, um, there's also just plenty of this movie that is, uh, I don't even want to use this, but it's very cringe worthy. Um, oh, you know, holy oh, smokes. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. Um, uh,
2: we're all 20 here. That's things we say. And but it's appropriate. <laughs> we're all 20. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> um but so it rem- and the other movie that this reminded me of quite a bit uh is Cannibal the Musical because Cannibal the me Musical too. yeah I also thought about very, that. very low budget very much just shooting where you can um and but the thing that that kept well there were two things the thing that makes Cannibal more relatable is there is a there actually is a plot like there actually is a yes. plot a plot um but that the songs keep it fresh like even when like maybe the bits are kind of going on a song kicks in it's like oh this is different but um the the moment specifically that i thought and and this is kind of like what what trey parker would end up doing on south park is like instead of having his white friends play the native americans in cannibal the musical I, were they were they chinese Oh, nobody. uh, Okay, he blatantly either picked Chinese or Japanese actors to play the Native Americans, which is definitely him like riffing on that. Right. It doesn't work. It it just doesn't work in in Fistful. It doesn't. It doesn't work at all. Um, No. And they're trying. Like again, weird comparison, but in Cannibal, they're just the actors are just donning the clothes, but they're not like. There's no like really bad. Uh, vocal work and trying to be it was that was brutal it was was bad brutal Um, yeah it was hard kind of hard this
2: this movie should not have taken two times to get through I I could you know I don't sleep during like I could stay awake during movies I was losing like the fact that this took me two days was bizarre
1: Honestly, the whole the whole Native American aspect of it made me want to turn the whole thing off because yeah, I was just like, "This is this is bad. Like, this is genuinely offensive. I don't want to. I don't want to watch this." Um, but I, I finished it for the pod, and I never will watch it again.
0: Powered through. Oh yeah. I, I mean, and I know I'm a psycho with my physical media, but I'm really glad I didn't like find some obscure. <laughs> random copy i'm very glad to not own this movie that's
2: how you end up on a list by owning this
1: (laughs) true truly truly
2: all right so i think we have said more than fistful of dollar fistful of fingers oh shit deserves (laughs) um so let's get into the actual rankings um
0: adam number six (laughs) uh and i feel like this is probably where it's gonna get contentious right off the bat my number six is last night in soho
1: I also think this is where it's going to get contentious right off the bat because my six is Baby Driver.
2: My six? Wow, I think... This is fun. This is exciting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because we're not talking about a movie yet. We're... Number six is World's End. Okay.
0: Adam, Uh, number five. My number five... How how high was this on my my pre-ranking? My number five pre-ranking was apparently my number two um so uh my number five is hot fuzz wow
1: this is gonna be a really contentious yeah, this is gonna episode get, um it's gonna get
2: so exciting i'm uh, so, i'm i'm so happy that this is what's happening already but your number five my
1: number five is uh the world's end which i will say in pre-ranking was number six.
2: Oh, so it moved up interesting uh, my number five is Last Night in Soho, which was number s- six at the end. It switched with
0: World's End for me. Okay, Adam, number four. Uh, so I guess we're f- gonna talk about our first movie, which is well, not, well, whatever. Our second movie, uh, World's End. The World's End is great. One. Nice number
2: so, four, Adam. You had that at four. at five. I had that at six. That's that's not, that's nice teamwork
1: yeah like i said it was originally my six um i don't care for this movie very much uh yeah
2: yeah so i was watching this so i had this at five and i was watching it and i was like oh i like this a lot more than i thought and then the end happened and i was like oh no because really once like the end comes it's 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 a tough hang
0: yeah. No, the, the end is is not great. It is not great. But and I really like the
2: like really up and through the bathroom fight. I really enjoy this movie. And I think it's a lot of fun. And I think and I, I love Simon Pegg in this whole thing.
1: See, I really hate Simon Pegg in this movie. I hate Gary King with a fiery passion. And I don't find anything redeemable about him. And one thing I kind of like about Edgar Wright movies is that he has these protagonists that are really flawed and um, have issues and aren't necessarily somebody you can root for, but you always find a way to root for them. And for me, I can't root for Gary King at all. And I don't know why and I tried to but there's something about him that just skeeves me out at all times every time he follows Rosamund Pike to the bathroom I'm like you asshole get away from her and I just can't I can't I can't with Gary King and I think that's why I don't like this movie because if you can't get behind him the whole thing's kind of lost on you
0: and I think because <laughs> this was one of the ones I, I I had only ever seen once I'd seen it I definitely didn't see it in theaters, but I, whenever I could stream it or rent it or whatever, I, I did. Right. And definitely, definitely at that point, wherever Edgar Wright was with his filmography, this dropped down. I mean, I just wasn't, you know, didn't find it as, as, as charming or whatever. And I, I absolutely agree with everything you said, Britt, about the Gary King character not being likable. This time around, though, and I don't know, I mean, and I definitely haven't seen this. What this was twenty. 13,
3: yeah,
1: more than thirteen. Um,
0: I was just thinking about well, uh, two things. I was thinking about people in my life who aren't really in my life anymore, but have strong, strong Gary King vibes. And then the other thing I thought about was, and, and I and you'll, I'll talk about this with another movie too. Um, but I think it hits on something about being that age, which is. Like Joey and I, I said maybe we're closer to those the age of those guys than Brit. I don't want to lump Britt in with us, but like when you get to a certain point where, you know, you are looking at your friends and what they're doing with their life, and the all you can cling to are those memories in the past. And while I don't like Gary King as a character, I found him very I don't know if believable is the right word, but there was something about that character was like I I do know people like that. And it rang true. At, at, of all of the sort of Coronado trilogies, which are very, very big and bombastic characters on the verge of caricature, I found Gary King, while yes, despicable and kind of an awful person, to be somebody I was like, damn, but like I, I know people like that. And it was weird. It really jumped off the screen this time, um yeah. watching that.
2: And when, you know, when Gary says to Nick Frost character, he's like, you know, that was the best night of our lives it didn't get better than there i was supposed to have a good life it's just been all downhill since then like you feel that like you feel for it for him and even though he is all everything you said it's like all right somewhere in there there's a person trying to make it work just they're maybe not getting there and yeah i mean people sadly (laughs) adam i think we are their age and so, you know, but you do know people like that who are like, you know, you, you see and they talk about, you know, the sports you played in high school and the things that, you know, you're not thinking of because it's 20 some odd, you know, 20, I guess, 22 years later that I haven't thought about. But then you see that person and they're talking about all that and it's like, oh, man, you're, you're stuck.
1: And I can understand that sentiment Um, you know I know people that are stuck in stuck in those times because those were the best times of their life right and um, I still find him so difficult to connect to though and maybe it is the female perspective of being a woman who has had people come up to her and being incredibly creepy and try to act like they're still in high school and just being completely skeeved out by them thinking you need to grow up and get away from me right now so maybe that's the aspect of it that I'm looking at but I even like I even don't connect with his friends I don't think that they have a very a particularly strong bond and like at the end of the film when Gary and Nick Frost and Patty Constantine get together and they're like, oh, the three musketeers. I don't believe it. I don't believe the connection that they had. It just, for some reason, this group doesn't click with me. And the subversion of the the type of film we're going for, like, not even in the middle, kind of more towards like right after the first third of the film doesn't work. And it's, I just, I don't like this movie very much. It just... There's, there's not much there for me. Also, why are these like alien dolls so so fragile? They're like porse- made out of porcelain. It's ridiculous. You would think they'd get a stronger like material to make these dummies.
2: With detachable arms and heads and legs. Yeah. They're like, they're like uh, action figures. That rip apart.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they're even more like, I feel like I have miniatures that I paint that are, are less brittle than these. And those things are like that big.
0: What were they? What? Oh man! What was it called? What was the group called? The um. Oh, hold on. This is great podcasting. The, the it's the. Oh, the network. The there network. Yeah. yeah, the network. The network. It. Not maybe just not very smart. Not very, you know, good I at guess. what they're doing. Right, But
1: they're doing this all over. but just like, because Pierce Brosnan's the planets. voice
2: for it doesn't mean that they're clever right Like they could be the Florida of space.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean Florida does infect everything right. So.
2: so like they're just you know
1: <laughs> yeah, I still think their plan sucked and I it really creeped me out when they were at the this like disco. And all the young girls were dancing on the older men. I was like, we don't need this. This isn't... This is just weird. I don't like this. Can we just move on to the next movie? It was... The whole the whole movie just did not... It didn't work for me. I found it weird and I don't like it. And
2: you know what? If you have...
1: Kind of the heebie-jeebies.
2: If you have Rosamund Pike, you should probably use her more than have her disappear every time she shows up. Because every scene she's in is the best scene.
1: And we can start this now. And I, I... no matter where I have any movies ranked, Edgar Wright is not very good at writing women and never has been very good at writing women. And it is very obvious in this because Rosamund Pike just comes in and out, in and out. And her main thing is so that, you know, Simon Pegg and Patty Constantine can talk about how, you know, she can go between them so that one of them can sleep with her by the end of it. That's that they're trying to have this big, like, no, you should be with me. No, you should be with me. No, I'm going to help you. No, I'm going to help you. It's exhausting. It's annoying. Ugh! can you tell i don't like this movie
2: (laughs) and you know i'd only seen it once before and i actually got it confused with some other alien movie like um faq about space travel or something so i was also kind of expecting something else and as i was watching it i was like oh man i'm really enjoying this way more but when it turns it turns and but the fight scenes i think are really good
1: were you thinking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy?
2: No, no, no. It's some really okay. stupid movie about some guys in a bar who every time they go to the bathroom, like travel in time in the bar. It's terrible. Ooh. But Amazing. I must have watched it at the same time and my brain like melded just... It, it's worse than this because it doesn't have Rosamund Pike. Um. <laughs> All right, World's End. Honestly, I didn't know where that was going to fall for everybody. And up at four. I, I like that I, it, it deserves to be varied. All right, Britt, your number four.
1: Oh, my number four is Last Night in Soho.
2: Okay. So Over there. Wow, it's Last Night in Soho time. So Adam had that at six, I had it at five, and Britt had it at four.
1: <laughs> and originally, I will say, originally I had this movie at, I was like, it's probably going to be number six. It might be number five. Um, because I'd only seen it once before. I saw it on a plane, and I had a great time with it. Uh, is it a perfect film? Nowhere near a perfect film. But as I was thinking about these, first off, I watched this movie like I think three times in the last like week because I could not believe that I was putting it at four with the reception that it got, with all of the interviews that I had listened to, with all of the reviews I had read. I was like, what am I saying that nobody else saw? I just get a kick out of this film. I know it's not great. I know that there are a lot of problems with it, but it's a giallo and I, I, I forgive a lot of giallos just for being exploitative. And bloody and nonsensical, so I just I just kind of am along for the ride on this one, and I'm fine with that. I accept I accept that it's not great, but I love it.
2: Yeah. So this one I, I originally had at six. I'd only seen it once, and when I saw it, I hated the ending. I also really hated the ending again this time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Endings are, but uh, I <laughs> endi- endings are tough. You could say it, are e- endings are tough. Endings are tough. Endings are tough. And yeah. the last two movies we talked about, endings are well non-existent, but. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, a, a couple things here. I thought Thomasson McKenzie was fantastic. Like, I really loved her in this. And that, like, I don't remember her her making such an impression the first time I had seen it. Um, the other thing is, like, especially that first time in the bar when she goes back to the 60s, how much of that is practical effects. Like, that That's dance scene. Great. Like, they're it's doing so Texas cool. switchouts the whole time. Like, yep. it's really impressive. And, you know, the fact that they not only, you know, choreographed it, thought about it, and made it all work, and it's seamless, was really great. Um again this movie just loses it at the end and it was just kind of like all right, well, going to start a fire now, but whatever. Um <laughs> I liked her downfall. I thought that was um you know, it, it was super speedy. Um it kind of made sense the I, the way they used kind of her mom's past against her. Like I thought they did interesting things until they didn't know how to finish it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think anyways, I've said I've already said a lot, Adam. What do you have to say about number six on your list? I,
0: so I think the first time that I watched this movie and, and we all, I think, fall victim to this from time to time. I, I, I almost call this like the Mank effect, right? We're like, we get so accustomed to a film, a filmmaker's style and, and the way they make movies that when they make something that's different, it's like, what? And, and I, I, I reference Mank because Mank was so wildly not a Fincher film that I really real and I haven't revisited it yet so I'm going to that's that's over there but like so at first upon first viewing of last night in soho I was like oh I don't even know if I really remembered the details of what happened before the rewatch cuz I was just like I just I mean the 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 quick cuts and the and the, obviously the soundtrack like that Great. was that was Great. very Edgar Edgar Wright but I was just like this okay this is different this is not a tip, your typical Edgar Wright movie. So when I watch it this time, obviously taking notes and focusing more on, on what was going on, I, I, everything you said about Thomas and Mackenzie is true. I think she is the best part of the movie. I think she's great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So then I'm, I'm trying to follow the plot. Like I'm really trying to like make sense of what's going on. And then yes, we get to, we get to the last part of the movie. And then I got real, like I got really confused and a little mad um because so we find out that the spoilers um and I'm going to get names wrong so so bear with me but Diana Riggs character um is 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 the Anya Taylor-Joy character thank yeah. you um and and so um that she she has killed a lot of men now yes. there's one world where that in a way could be like a yes Way to get your bloody, brutal revenge on these men who are doing these things to you. But there's one weird choice in the movie where at some point the dead men's spirits are saying, like, save us? Save us? When it hands the the knife, I was like, no! (laughs) Diana Rigg turns, like, heel. Yeah. And I just... I, I was... And then you throw in the actual end of the movie as well. But, like, I was... The last, like I, I, I I'm, I'm, so, I, The silence isn't me. Like I just, I was really baffled, and I, and I thought, yeah. As, as I think, I think, um, there's one other movie on his list that I think is a, a, a better made movie, but I think this is up there. I think in terms of the movies he's made, from a technical craftsmanship, from the production design, like all like any way that you could talk about making a movie, it's great. But like, there also has to be a story, right? And and wow, I, I just it, Thomas and McKenzie was trying her best, um, and and I'm not gonna say anything negative against Anya Taylor Joy, and maybe I just haven't seen the thing that everybody loves her in, but like, she just also wasn't given a lot to do in this movie, right?
2: No, she just kind of did what was there. She was there for Thomas Thomas and Mackenzie to like react to. I thought she
1: was a dream like right. basically it was the the like uh, so that's that's the... I mean,
0: like she wasn't given much to do no. is what i'm
1: i think she, I, I liked think she did a lot i liked her i really in this. liked her i actually found myself really um connected to sandy's character and it's probably because i was a young impressionable girl who wanted to be the the starlet whatever um so i can uh, and and there are people that have fallen victim to this kind of a thing in in Hollywood and everywhere um does it have much to say about that not really but I'm okay with that to be perfectly honest because not every film has to be political but um but I do I I found that Anya Taylor-Joy had a lot to do I was very connected to her character I I think 70 to 75% of this movie is great and that it falls apart but I'm also kind of along for the ride with it going yeah okay I'll, I'll accept this ending because that, I enjoyed so much of the rest of the film
0: and I think that's funny because that that's pretty much exactly why how I feel about world's end is that I for all the reasons that you were like like I don't buy this group of friends I'm like I don't they don't want to be there and that's palpable and again, I have like I've definitely been with friends who haven't seen it they're so like this is fucking like why I said here?
2: yes to this
0: and there's just something again like Maybe, maybe negatively relatable, but it's like, I just, I just, there was so much of it that was recognizable that I, again, I was along for the ride.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. 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 That's no, I totally get that. I get how that would be something that you could connect with in that movie where I just, right. I didn't see that. I was like, they're all there for a paycheck. They're phoning this in. Um, and whereas you would have that reaction to this which makes sense like again like I said I tried to watch so many reviews to try to understand why I like this movie as much as I do and I just like gotta say I love the vibes (laughs) like I love the vibes and oh and I will say at the end when they're saying save me I kind of thought that like the reason they're saying save me is not like kill her Thomason, more like we can't move on until somebody knows what happened to us. Oh, that, I, that's what I right. got from it. So. Yeah, I, I definitely
0: that. didn't think. I did definitely didn't think um, they were trying to convince her to do it. I just <laughs> was more like, I, it was. It was just such a. It was. It was an odd choice to make the spirits of these guys even somewhat sympathetic. It was just weird. It was. It was a weird. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I had the same yeah. thing.
2: Like they, they got killed, but it's not like they got killed saving children from a fire. Like, you know,
1: but also there are like serial killers like Eileen wonos who did kill. She was a, a sex worker who did kill people that she was, um, that were employing her services. And she said many times, well, it was because they did this or that, but the evidence showed that she killed them out of cold blood. I don't know enough about those stories to know for, for sure what it is, but like that, that does happen. Sure. People do,
2: but that didn't happen here. Like,
1: it we don't know for sure though. Like there there absolutely were some that she did for sure. Like she killed them because maybe she
2: got a little bloodlusty at the end, but you know.
1: Yeah, maybe she got bloodlusty. We don't know. We don't really have Terrible any things answers. happen.
2: You get a little bloodlusty by this movie. There yeah. are no answers. Right. <laughs> you know, I think a. I think <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it would have been a lot easier if any of the like current day people were able to keep up with Thomas and Mackenzie. Like, I like the boyfriend guy, but like the roommate and like just he the was jerk. So
3: like they oh, were just Jocasta, Jocasta. Just, so, Jocasta.
0: Oh. Oh, Joc- like Oh, sh- like, Such a bitch,
2: but like not a good bitch. Like she watched, no, like she watched Mean Girls and failed at trying to do that. Like it wasn't so. Like I think if they kept up, it would have helped because in the sixties, I was one hundred percent in. in but when she you know when she almost stabbed Jocasta in the library I was like "Ah, I wish she didn't stop
0: oh see I
1: like that I like that I like that too I I was like Jocasta actually totally (laughs) no Jocasta reacted the way that you should like yeah she was a bitch but she shouldn't have been stabbed like also I she made suicide
2: jokes about her
1: (laughs) she's a terrible person but that doesn't mean she should be stabbed
2: but it doesn't mean you shouldn't be (laughs) I'm clearly joking.
1: <laughs> You're not. Don't lie.
2: I'm joking. <laughs> Thank God we don't use video. <laughs> this is where we're gonna start using the video,
1: right now. <laughs> Absolutely, just this, for that this
0: part right here. This yeah, clip yeah. only, but that's okay.
1: And when I pooped the camera.
0: Burr, 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 burr. Yeah. Um. So yeah, last <laughs> night
2: in Soho. But I, I, the way they made used did everything so practically. Is very impressive and i think just technically is is just a great job and um you know that house would have smelled is my other thing if there oh, was a hundred yeah. bodies of half naked well at dudes. that
1: point they'd be mummified so okay
2: but it, you don't get that smell out that quick it's not like she had like a vent maybe system in the walls
1: really smelly in soho at that time. oh well, it well an-
0: isn't is aren't they just happened to be right next to a french bakery maybe the more <gasps> yeah. pleasant smells Oh, is that what? why they
2: point out the pleasant smells of the French bakery? See, I, is, listen, that I, could be. is that why? Maybe. Is that the Chekhov's be. gun it here? It could be. God damn. I'm, I'm just right. saying. I will say that. Mm, does this move up?
1: Does this move up? <laughs> it's number one now, baby. Just for that. It's um, one.
0: Like, hold on. We're starting over. The French
1: bakery over. and the putrefying bodies in the wall The French oh, bakery boy.
2: had a point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, they never even got any like croissants. I was like, What's wrong? You have a French bakery next to you and you never go in for, for any French baked goods. She What's afford wrong afford it? She oh. could afford a three hundred dollar jacket and she okay. couldn't afford a, she
0: had
2: to get a
1: job. two dollar pa- or two pound pastry.
0: Can I ask I actually I wanna ask you two a real question? Because I mm-hmm. so when I went to college, I I never dormed. I never dormed. My first year I commuted and uh and then from then on i just lived in an apartment with melissa so i never did the dorm thing i never had that function of life um is it that shitty like I, I or I is, never or dormed. some oh you never dormed uh, i didn't either i
1: never dorms look My at sister us sister dorms look at us my sister dormed and she was close enough home that she would come home and sleep at our house. And my parents told her she wasn't allowed to do that anymore. So <laughs> one morning my dad woke up and walked outside and she was sleeping in her car. <laughs> and my parents were like, you can move home.
2: <laughs> okay. Point. Uh, then great. It was that gonna, bad. Then I will, um, okay. I think it depends.
1: If, yeah, if no, Jocasta as your
2: roommate, you got to get out of there.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, my sister's roommate would just leave the lights on at all times. She would make food at all times. Um... She was really loud and would watch TV really loudly. I mean, I've never dormed. I did, like, stay in a dorm for, um, for like, Broadway intensives for, like, a month with somebody else, and it sucked. We had, like, four people had to share a bathroom, but it, like, it was as good as could be expected, I think. Sure, okay, okay. But all of those kind of – I don't like those kind of situations. I will never put myself in a – I would never – choose to be in those types of situations when i went to school i got an apartment my parents got me an apartment down in new mexico because it was cheaper than staying in the dorms um rent was way less than than it would be it would have been in the dorms no way it and also girls are are that mean girls are mean like they can be really really awful i have definitely been in situations in a similar place where people were like, I was trying to make friends and people would just be catty to you and make comments at you. And you're like, oh, you're actually just being rude to me. That's okay. This, is,
0: at, uh, this is my everyday life. I just have three three <laughs> girls just <laughs> shitting on me
1: all the time. It's my dad's life.
0: <laughs> my, I said
2: well, something that's why we in say my... such nice
0: things to you in the podcast. My, yeah, exactly. My youngest <laughs> called me chatty. Maybe you do. And I, uh, I thought it was great. <laughs> Because I thought it was just funny. And now she's like, hi, Chatham. And I'm like, I'm never going to hear the end of this. That's amazing. Am I'm great. All right. That's amazing.
1: Wow. That we were so talking much.
0: about, mostly I were talking about Chad's and Stacey's. And we were just kind of like, uh, you know. I see. And then my youngest, who's really good with wordplay, which is going to be awful when she gets older, she's like, all right, Chatham. And I was like, that's great. Uh, but now you got to stop. You got to stop calling me Chatham. Yeah.
2: I've said, um, I've said to Cole yeah. a few times, I'm like, that's hysterical, but <laughs> no. <laughs> My like,
1: friend's daughter calls her by her first name. Oh, I. <laughs> She'll get be that. like, "Mama, Mama Olivia." She's two.
2: Yeah, no. He he used to do that too. If like he if Dad uh, Joey, and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> which whatever.
1: Kids are funny. It's, you know, kids are hysterical. <laughs> they, the problem. they sure are.
2: They're too. <laughs> they're they're really smart and really funny. It's great. And then you can't really go back at them in like a funny way. <laughs> My humor is inappropriate for a three year old, four year old.
1: I guess maybe not.
2: But whatever. All right. Last night in Soho, Thomason McKenzie, who dropped out of Maverick to do this.
0: Oh, that's right. I did see that. Which,
2: wow. And I want her
0: in more stuff.
1: Eleanor I, th- everything. I she's think she's so
0: good. She made the right choice in terms of picking the film where she had more to do. I yeah. mean, yeah, she yeah. would have
2: been a background. Uh, like, I don't know who she would have been, but I don't think she would have been Phoenix. So she would have just been another female no, pilot.
0: I, oh, see, I see. I actually think she would have been Phoenix. You, she would actually. have been Phoenix? Yeah. That, um, that's my guess. Okay. I mean, then she would have been I can't M- M- Miles Teller's her. part.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have been on board for that. That would have been freaking awesome.
2: Um, but what, I would have loved that she got good to do so her. much here so good for her yeah for and sure I, I hope she gets to do a lot more stuff because I really I like her a lot
1: well it she's in that fun
0: role. she's in this new thriller with um I mean. Yeah. yeah yeah oh I'm good
2: watching that this I weekend really she's in it. that yep yeah. oh I'm gonna watch that this weekend alright cool interesting I'm, I'm really I, excited to see that one to be completely honest I've been kind of um, whatever about that but now that she's in it I'm pumped there you go stepped it up alright my number four we're not talking about not going three for three on movies talked about. But so the top, the seven, six, five were pretty easy. Um I, I like the next ones a lot better. Um number four is Hot Fuzz. Um but before we get to the top three, let's talk about some of Edgar Allen Wright's <laughs> collaborators. I love that you're sticking with that. That's great. I can't get out of my... I love it. I can't get out of my head, unfortunately. I decided early on... It works. <laughs> that, um, so I, I think one the big one is Simon Pegg, right? They, they met doing the sitcom that Simon Pegg wrote. Then they started writing together, wrote Shaun of the Dead. And I think those two together are just... They get it.
0: So I want to Brit, you you lit up earlier, and I wanted to ask you specifically. um, The show Spaced. Have you seen this?
1: I love Spaced. I love Spaced so much. Spaced is great. Have either of you watched it?
2: I've watched a lot of clips of it this week, but I have not like seen it. Like them shooting each other with the like the hands is amazing.
1: Spaced is awesome. So
0: I went to – so I'm, I'm technically on break still, and I'm, I'm actually – I can't I'm believe I'm actually whittling away at one of my to-do lists because you know I love lists. And so I'm feeling more them. accomplished. So uh, Monday, I actually – because it's all on Tubi, and there's not too many mm-hmm. of it. So like, I'm going to – you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to barrel through Spaced. I got the time. I'll watch it here and there. And I was watching the first episode, and I got like ten minutes in, and our fucking our power went out. Um, <laughs> power went out on like actually like like the whole half of town. Oh, um, so like it was out for a while, and then I got back, and I was like, you know when that happens, where it's like all it's it just momentum's gone. Thing? And I'm like, yeah. it's I I just can't. I just I gave up.
1: So, I can I'm- understand. It can be hard. I mean, I I really and so I. I've said this many times that I don't like comedies and that's a lie I do like certain comedies but they're very specific humor and one humor I really enjoy is British humor um so like spaced totally my jam I love it it's it's so quirky and interesting because it's a cast of it's a cast of characters all living in this flat and it's for me, it's just fun. It's engaging. It's ridiculous. It's really heightened in a strange way, but also very lowbrow. Um, I mean, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. I think it's really fun. I was gonna rewatch it for this, but instead my husband and I started watching this other British show called Green Wing, and we can't stop watching it. It is I don't even know if I could, how to describe it. Um It's about a hospital and all of the random people that work at the hospital. But a lot of people in that are also people that have shown up in Edgar Wright movies because he has a habit of using all of these really great like British comedians um, in bit parts. So like, which I think is awesome. Um, It's fun. So Space is great and you should watch it. <laughs> okay. Is a whole thing. All, all I'm right. Saying.
2: I've heard good things. I, it's just, you know.
1: It's fun. Um yeah, the the their landlady shows up in Hot Fuzz as the the like lady behind the bar, the barkeeper's wife who's like, "I'm only 52 or whatever <laughs> she says. I'm not going to do a country <laughs> accent cuz that'll be bad." But she's great. Um yeah, just watch it. It's fun. It's not it's, it's not that much, right? it that much, right? It's it's not a ton of episodes, no. right? No. Most yeah, no, it's only like I want to say like 10 episodes.
2: And listen, just the just no. the Edgar Wright Simon Pegg partnership coming out of it is 14. makes it all worth it. It's 14
1: episodes. All right,
2: I could get through 14 episodes.
1: And they're only like 20 minutes piece. Oh. They're really not long. Yeah. And uh, Jessica Hines who is the the counterpart to Simon Pegg is so Great, And she has a cameo in um, Shaun of the Dead as the like Sean's counterpart. Yeah. Which yeah. is really fun. If you watch Space, you're like, oh, there she is. There's Daisy. So, you know, I, I love that he does work with or at least he did work with so many people that he was obviously friends with. And in his later movies, I really miss that. I miss looking and going, oh, I've seen that person in this show. You know, I think. Well, maybe think some, some of other people like you hated kind of, it in
2: World's End. So he got bummed out
1: no he should have written a better script if he wanted me to like world's end um i still love that like Oof. alice lowe showed up that was great she's probably if i were to pick like my favorite person he's collaborated with it's probably her she's in bit parts but she is so funny and i love everything about her so
0: well i gotta call out new york park um who has been his producer on everything post fistful um on spaced through all of the features um uh and like she she's produced other things as well but it's really cool like not even like you know like spielberg or scorsese has had the same you know like like right. like legend like but to have a producing partner who's been there with you like through the like your entire basically career that's 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 really cool um to have yeah. that and and not like not everybody gets that so i i, I thought i thought that was one i would want to shout out it's a great one
1: it's super cool yeah
2: you know because it's sorry
1: they so obviously have such a good camaraderie like they get each other and that's so important for a producer and like director team yeah there's a lot of faith there oh
2: Yeah. yeah totally when you get a good working relationship like that that's so successful like you know yeah um nick frost bill nighy which now he's showing every time he showed up i was like oh
0: bill <laughs> you're making us look bad
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we did god bill nye is great we did because it was christmas we watched a lot of like christmas like rom-coms and we did we we, we watched love actually and god he is he is so fucking funny in that he's just
1: he's so good in amazing. that movie
0: you turned out to be the fucking love of my life. It's just he's just such a nut. It's great.
2: I How? love it. He makes that watchable. I don't I don't like that movie, but he makes that watchable. I
1: like that movie for a very, very long time. And my wife I loves think it. I no haven't shade. seen it in yeah, my wife. ten years now. I don't think I'd like it if I rewatched it again. So I'm just letting it be Let it live. in a little like bubble. I still that like I enjoyed it.
0: it. I still like and it. And then
2: my oh. wife, we watched it this year. She loved it. And I like Bill nighy I like the people in it. Bill Nye is great. <laughs> Knight, he's the man. Um, Britt, any collaborators you want to bring up?
1: Um, I mean, I did say Alice Lowe, yep. who I will say a little bit more about, Please. just because I love her. She shows up in bit parts in in a couple of his movies, and I'm always like, oh, I really want her to do something more because she's genuinely so funny, uh, and she's she's really great. She was in the show called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Have either of you watched it?
0: I've never even heard of
1: this. Please.
2: I don't even know if I could Google oh my God, that.
1: please look this up. It is brilliant. Um Can you split Garth ha- Marenghi? Garth Marenghi's Dark Place and it takes place it's a it's a documentary show about a show that was put on by Garth Marenghi and it was too scary for television so him and his producer and some of the actors in it are talking about these episodes I think you can find it all on YouTube genuinely so funny um Garth Marenghi also just came out with a book it's hilarious and hysterical and everybody should read it but she also was in uh Ben Wheatley's sightseers have either of you seen that no. Oh, it's no. really good. You should. It's a really, really dark comedy about a couple that goes on a road trip that just goes really bad. And then she has this directorial debut called Prevenge, um, which is amazing. Oh, my God.
0: Okay, I have... Did you say Prevenge?
1: Prevenge, yeah, where she's the pregnant woman and her baby's talking to her and she's uh, exacting revenge. I love what? it. That, that sounds, that
0: that sounds movie, amazing. That movie is so, so weird. That, it's I so I cannot weird. believe you said that. So a lot of those Shudder originals... Um, yep in case in, in case you want to beef up your physical media collection they end up at the dollar trees and really? I, I have purchased so many shutter originals because that's they just end up there so wow. Prevenge is on my shelf I have seen it what a weird weird fucking that movie. movie that is
1: <laughs> but she shows up in the world's end and in at least one other um and in hot fuzz um and she's so funny and I love it whenever she shows up and it just Holy like shit. his <sighs> crew of cameo actors is is like just perfect
2: yeah yeah it's just Anyways, yeah, everybody's awesome. funny and it, it just always works and i love that y- this you know it's like martin freeman doesn't have a ton of work to do but like everywhere i always love seeing him in there and he always does his job he's funny
1: he does it he does the job well
0: yeah. and i mean and with and you can really see the the progression cuz in Shaun of the Dead he doesn't even get a real word i think no, he he's just the Halo. other crew yeah yeah and then you know two scenes in in hot fuzz and then he ends up being a you know pretty main character in world's end and it's it's crazy cuz i when i got to world's end and i was watching it and taking notes I was like man martin freeman really became like a a known entity yeah. like mcu um uh, uh the hobbit trilogy like uh, oh he's Sherlock, in the hobbit like, thing Yes, he's the main. He's Bilbo. Yes. What's a Bilbo? It's
1: Bilbo Baggins. Don't when not worry. Home is not Bilbo okay. Baggins. It's... You don't need to watch the Hobbit, no. Or the Hobbit two or the Hobbit three because they're terrible.
2: But Martin Freeman's in them. Yes, he's the yeah. main. Oh, he's yeah. like he's legit. the main character. Okay. Oh, interesting.
1: He's. he's the Hobbit, <laughs> oh. in the Hobbit. I really we had, had a, no idea. Yeah. I'm not even being a jerk. He's okay. going on an adventure. Yeah. We had
0: a, a grad school tradition where every every Christmas Eve, no, no, Christmas Day, we would attempt to watch the next Hobbit and fall asleep. We never made it very far. It it, it helped us go to sleep.
1: Well, there you go. That's good. I'm glad it we, helped you go to we sleep. Tried. We oh, tried. Oh, so they're That's, they're I'm,
2: like they're like bad. So it's not even just they're the not bad. They're not oh, good. interesting. I thought people liked the them. Lord
1: of the Rings. Great. Okay, it's- I I will. Stand on the ledge and talk about how great the Lord of the Rings are. The Hobbit trilogy should never have been a trilogy because The Hobbit itself is not a trilogy. It is a single book and it is a children's book. It is not like Lord of the Rings. So it should have been one story. Um, And if you really want to listen to it, just listen to the BBC radio play because it's wonderful. Wonderful. Or watch the the animated show. Anyways, we can cut this because it's unnecessary. I yes,
2: I like I'm, it. I like yeah, it. I'm it. curious because this is that's a whole <laughs> world I just know nothing about. I just, oh
1: man, no, the BBC radio play is freaking great, and Ian Holm is also Bilbo Baggins in that. And
2: is Bilbo, and Baggins, Bilbo Baggins in Lord in of the, the Rings?
1: And all of that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, never, I'm not even a big. I've never like, seen a Lord, Lord of the Rings, rings. person i just thought it was oh that's disappointing they're really good Uh, we've i watch them probably once every other year i don't watch them every year just walking with jewelry right it's they're they're great what did you i'm sorry i didn't hear what you said i just said
2: they're walking with jewelry right
1: walking with jewelry yeah they are walking it's like with the whole jewelry, thing really dangerous jewelry oh boy it's just like oh. you're actually not gonna get under my skin for this just one just like so yeah they are do, walking do, with do, jewelry do, and they're do, do, doing a do, do, damn good do, 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 do. job of it
2: there's some fire and stuff right it's A lot of yeah, walking. well there's it's like, like nine magma. hours of walking
1: there's a lot of walking, a lot of walking because it's you know before the time of cars
2: they didn't have the wheel
1: um they did have the wheel mm. but they were going through places where wagons could not go they even had to send the pony home oh no <laughs> I, You're not going to get to me now, Joey. You've already done it once, so it's just not going to happen again. It it will. It will, but it not will. for Lord of the Rings. You okay. know
0: Paul MacLiss who was the editor of um his last 3 films. I thought <laughs> this was in a really good job. Um uh Definitely. Uh, and Great I think editor. that's when when the the it, it, the the pacing, the kick. I mean, and really I mean, you mentioned um the the lack of, you know, maybe accolades going to Edgar Wright specifically, but um uh, Baby Driver did get nominated for three Oscars, um, yes, and one of them was editing. And I, I think, like, music and editing is like the thing that really, um, I feel like, really personifies the Edgar Wright movie. So um, I totally agree. So I, oh, right yeah. just think, think Paul Paul i gonna gonna use that to get out of uh, out of Middle Earth and talk about <laughs> what's, Edgar what's Middle Earth? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right. But anyway,
2: um <laughs> a lot of collaborators for Edgar Wright because people like working with him and not people don't always like working with people and <laughs> it's nice yeah, it's when great. they do because, you know, it's rare and you know, I think I think you do see the connections from that. But all right, friends. We're at the top 3 of Edgar Wright's filmography. Adam, number 3.
0: Uh my number 3 which pre-ranking was my number 1.
3: Ooh.
0: Uh so my number 3 am I the fur I I am I'm the first I'm the first one to say Sean of the
1: Dead.
2: Number 3? Okay. Brit, you're oh, number three. Me.
1: I was waiting for Joey to go. <laughs> um, I don't know why. We weren't doing it that way. But you know. Sorry, I was writing. Uh, uh,
2: apparently I have my, oh my, no. my handwriting had to be to perfect for Shaun of the Dead. The rest is just like scribbles, but I was like, I got to nail this one. <laughs> <laughs> the Catholic school well, came out of me.
1: I, it, fair. Is it also in cursive? It is. Um, fair. I, also, I still yep. write in cursive as well. My number three. So my number three was actually at lower um, before this. I think I had it at like number five. Maybe somewhere down there. Um, but I would just be fooling myself if this wasn't like in my top three. It's a movie basically made for me. Scott Pilgrim versus the world.
2: That's the first mention of that as well.
1: Nice. Just genuine good time.
2: Yeah. I, know I don't disagree. Um, my number three is a movie I had seen before, but I didn't pre-rank it because I wasn't really sure what I... I don't know. I, I don't... I had very mixed memories of it, um but it is i mean it clearly went and went good uh baby driver so I, like and yeah it, well, we'll talk
0: about it all right, oh man, top two Adam so my number two uh is a movie that when I first watched it back when it came out, I really didn't like it, and then I rewatched it a couple of years ago, and it it turned out to be uh a recommend I used on the show. And uh my number two is Scott Pilgrim versus the world.
1: All right. Ah, oh, I love
2: it. It's not Scott Pilgrim time yet. All right, Britt, your number two.
1: I think it's time for us to talk about my number two, which is Hot Fuzz.
2: Hot Fuzz Time. So, Adam, you had that at five. I had that at four. And Britt, you have that at two.
1: Yeah. It's probably the movie that I rewatched the most out of all of the Edgar Wright movies. I don't know what it is about this movie, but I really, really, really love it. The humor just works for me. I love the gore. It is so stupid, but at the same time, just cracks me up. The countryside is beautiful. I love the quaint village. It just, it hits all the spots for me. So I really, really, really love Hot Fuzz.
2: Yeah I, I I think the shootout at the end just makes the whole thing worth it. Even I, I really like I think it's a lot of fun. Like I said the my top 4 I I really like them. Um I think the shootout's just so good and so ridiculous like when the priest comes out and they just rock him. <laughs>
1: like the, oh my god, yes.
2: The the miniature fight when the the steeple goes through the j- dude's face. Tim, Timothy Dalton face. Yep. Um I it's a really good movie. Like, it's very funny. Um, I love the use, uh, I like, I love the, um, you know, watching of action movies and then kind of, you know, catchphrases and different things throughout it. Like, I think it's a blast.
1: Oh yeah.
0: This time around, I think I enjoyed all of the smaller things more than the bigger things. Actually. Um, the, all of the stuff with the Andes, I just thought was fucking hysterical. Um, uh olivia coleman is in this and i totally forgot totally i had no idea uh, blown away i i just i think it was all of the smaller jokes and the funny like little things that were going on i i i i gotta be honest like this is this is the nick peg simon wait wait, wait. nick is frost that right? simon Pegg, nick, nick, nick frost. frost yeah hello i have been drinking um <laughs> it's the, so the, it's break, the combination that works the least for me actually um, really yeah it does
1: oh because i love it i don't know what it is about this one but it connects so well for me
0: and it's not that i don't like it still i do and it's funny because i if you i my i'm i feel pretty good about my list hot fuzz worlds End, are it's hot, fuzz, hot fuzz is five world End is four and i think because Hot Fuzz was such a re- – Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead were just like – I think in college I just watched those quite a bit. Right. Um, and I still very much enjoy them. I think World's End definitely has some recency bias in terms of how I viewed it and all that stuff. Um, but I still very much enjoy Hot Fuzz. I mean, y- y- everything from when he comes back to town on the fucking horse. I mean, it just it – just... Unbelievable. And I don't know what it was about my group of friends – you know, like when a, when a random quote from a movie just takes off yes. and it becomes the thing that you, I don't, for, I do not know why, but my theater friends in college, we would go up to each other, each other and just go, he had a great big bushy beard and we just <laughs> fucking said it. I don't understand it. <laughs> Doesn't my matter. My
1: husband says it all the time still. <laughs> Genuinely. It is his favorite quote. I don't he doesn't know why either and he says it all the time he's 36 maybe it's something about being in your later 30s I don't know
0: I'm not 37 for like another week so I'm oh I'm gonna, there you go I'm so you're gonna, both 36 just gonna, just gonna link it there there you
1: oh, go God, I'm
2: so old <laughs> I'm, s- I'm switching decades in two months
1: hey yeah. Hey. there you go nice that's exciting yeah it doesn't matter
2: <laughs> we're all gonna die anyway
1: it's true it's very true. Thank you for reminding <laughs> us of our mortality today. Speaking much of, um,
2: when the florist gets killed, it is great. I think it's the best kill.
1: It's a it's a good one. I mean, he's just trying to get a Japanese peace lily. My God, for his best His best, best, best bro. Mate. But
2: I think the thing that I, I really love about this movie, and we've talked so much about how he struggles to end movies, the yes. fact that this is all about the pettiest shit is amazing. Like, oh man, he's a bad actor. Is phenomenal. <laughs> like, th- like this is building up like it's this big conspiracy. And when it goes and when it meets and you see him at the round table, it's like, oh my god! Like, what is this going to be? It's it, you know they have all the property stuff. And when it's just like he kind of annoyed me, <laughs> fucking phenomenal pettiness means- taking over an entire town is beautiful
1: small villages are petty as hell so i love it you blame it's super effective
2: i think it's super effective because that's never what you would expect from a movie
1: i i also just have to point out that we get a drop kick in this movie and he drop kicks uh a farmer's mum in the face so uh thank you so much edgar wright for that moment we can add that to uh to our list of great drop kicks along with bud and song Kang ho uh
2: i want to text you guys about it but i couldn't because we don't oh, talk about these well we don't talk about these before no. you gotta you know gotta stick to the rules
1: i guess so i guess but so, as a drop kick i
2: popped Big.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was so great it's such a good way to start out that portion of the movie because up until then like it's it's good it's bloody but it's not as intense as it, you but it's not as intense as you might think it gets and then all of a sudden that last act is just balls to the wall violent and I'm here for it somehow no one dies they all get booked right even when they have like a bear trap on their head that's right that's
0: amazing that's great
1: yeah i love it
0: justice it's a movie of justice <laughs> except
1: for i think the one guy does die who gets the land the like sea mine on him well i think, well,
0: you, I think you have to imagine that guy he got ex- yeah he got exploded brit
1: he, got, <laughs> he exploded, got exploded so i think he probably died
2: they, they arrested they,
0: they found a hand and arrested him Another Probably thing that I, that I totally forgot about the really bad production of Romeo and Juliet in this too. <laughs> it's so it's good. So the the, the end is fucking amazing.
1: It makes me want to be in that Romeo and Juliet.
2: You know, because I, I, I you know, I, I, I've said before, like, especially with like theater and stuff, like I always don't know if it's good or bad. When it's like that bad, it's amazing. And that's why they killed them because they don't want to look stupid.
1: Well, G- I also genius. just love the fact that the professional actors they had was like he was an, an extra, extra in Draw Dogs, <laughs> yeah, and she was a corpse in a TV show. <laughs> like that's so smart. <laughs> uh. Oh, I will also say the other thing I did here. I asked Neil if model village uh, villages were a thing, and he was like, "Yes, they are, and they're actually really beautiful." And this is a terrible model. Wait, village. really? That's
2: like an actual. Yeah. Oh
1: it's a thing like I and I remember seeing them on the um on the highway, like, they'd be like, oh, model village, turn off here. And he was like, no, there, it's usually like a big garden with like all of these amazing uh, models put up that you can walk through. So this is like a podunk, horrible model village that there is no way Samford would have. Like, they would have had the most incredible garden to go along with this. And that was just something they're like, we're not spending the budget on that. We're spending the budget on getting Belloc from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark as the priest instead. Um So
2: I also really one of my early like scene that got me hooked is after they all, you know, everybody's so excited that he's leaving the city police department, him traveling to the town with all the trains and just sitting and waiting and his cell phone losing reception. It's like that happening. I love that.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's the it's such a great way to show someone moving from one place to the other, because usually it's just B-roll. The second unit goes out. and Right. They'll show a bunch of skylines, stupid and, and... drone
2: shot that doesn't do anything.
1: Exactly, and this is so action packed, of him, you know, going from place to place. Love it.
2: Right, this very like mundane thing, but it's all sh- the way he shoots it so fast, and it's it's like exciting for him to just end up in the place he wants to be the least.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and the yeah. and the the opening montage is great. Just, I, I mean, and again, that's I mean, if you didn't get it in Shaun of the Dead. It's so clear from this opening montage that what, what Edgar Wright likes to do is put music in his movies and then edit the shit out of them. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that entire montage is just that.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's great. And, and he nailed it. And clearly they all had a blast doing it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Oh yeah. Hot I think I I, I, I have
0: a, a a late breaking development. I'm I'm switching the world's end with hot fuzz. That is oh, what's happening. Whoa. Hot fuzz is going to four and the world's end is going uh to five. That that is what I is approve. happening. Okay, so
2: both I Adam and I have hot fuzz at four. Yes. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. And I have it at two. Yep. And honestly, I was really like torn on whether I was going to put it at one or not because I genuinely just have such a good time with this movie every time I watch it and we probably watch it once a year like it is it is a yeah let's put on hot fuzz type of a type of a film for us
2: it's an easy watch too so you could just kind of have fun with it like you know
1: it's so stupid that's what I like about it it's so smart and it's stupid humor (laughs)
2: that's why it's perfect like when the when the journalist gets killed just gets domed
1: Oh, that is actually a qualm I have with this oh. movie. The blood splatter looks like terrible. Yes. Um, I would love a remastered version of this where they fixed that because it is Oh, I'm okay so with it. I, it, made
2: it. It made it makes me laugh. Good or not, it makes me giggle.
1: It just makes me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. It's it's not great. It's not, not great. Mm-mm. I love it though. It's not good. All right. But when the when he he's like walking around with the the pillar in his head <laughs> flawless. It's so good. It's great. So good.
2: <laughs> All right. So my number two is Sean of the Dead. So. Oh my
1: goodness, our lists are all over the place today, I love it.
2: And we have three separate ones, and I have to say, I was trying to like think what you, what you both would do, I got everybody's number ones right, so I'm very proud of myself.
1: Oh,
3: nice.
2: <laughs> so, Adam, you have the honors of starting
0: the ones. Y- yeah, my number one, uh, which pre-ranked uh, was at number four, is, is Baby Driver.
2: I love that. All right, so number one, it's Baby Driver time.
1: I had this pre-ranked at number three because I always knew what my number one and two were going to be. Okay. And in re-watching, those didn't change. Like, those are just two solid films for me. Um, and Baby Driver... Baby Driver didn't do what I thought it was going to do.
3: I,
2: like I said, you know, because there's the... I'm on very many podcasts for some reason talking about how <laughs> terrible um, a runner Ansel art is. And this time he actually runs like a person. So bonus. But the one thing that I think one, John Barenthal in the three minutes he's in is perfect. John Hamm was the standout for me in that diner scene with him. One. I don't know how many better looking people there have ever been in movies than that scene. And he's just, he plays a great deranged guy. And it was awesome.
1: Britt? I'm going to not say my piece for now. I'll let you talk first. I just don't really have much to say about this film, um, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let I'll let other people talk before I talk. See,
0: I think I think what it is for me is I I personally find it to be his 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 best made movie. Um I think the the driving is incredible. I Great. think it was um and and again I think there was like World's End, and maybe that was the only other one. Oh, and, and last night in Soho. That was I'd only seen those movies once before. Um but I was I was so glued to what was going on. And like the stakes are high and they're not. Um, I definitely like you want to put me in a, a bank robbery heist movie, though. You've already got my attention there. Um, it, you can lose it pretty fast. But, I, but I, I, I liked I liked the the way that the information kind of slowly unfolded. And, and I, I don't know. I I, I won't. Say all the names, but I thought everybody kind of fit their role well. I also like Jamie Fox in this. Like, and like, it's a movie for me where, unlike some of the times in in some of the other Edgar Wright movies where the characters went to kind of caricature levels, I felt like it worked in this movie because we're talking about like heightened criminals. I don't know why it like it just it just worked for me more in this film. Um I don't know, I was I was, I was, was so, I was kind of, I think I was grinning the entire time and it was the most fun I had watching any of these movies.
1: Yeah. I wanted that experience. I really <laughs> expected to have that experience with Baby Driver. I'd only seen it once before and my first experience was freaking great. We went to this little, this place called Big Picture um, that used to be in downtown Seattle. They bring new drinks to your seats. There's only like 50 seats. So it was a really like small group Everybody in the like audience was really into the film, had a great time. So I kind of we waited till like we waited till the end to watch this movie because I this was genuinely the one I was most hyped to watch again. And it really let me down. Um, I thought that the 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 editing was amazing. The sound editing was amazing. The car chases were phenomenal. That was all great. But the story was so shallow for me. Um and so predictable that I just couldn't get behind it and the thing about Edgar Wright characters is they're all very shallow they're all very like satirical and they they live within tropes which is totally fine when he had when he's working with people that he knows pretty well like Simon Pegg Simon Pegg is able to take these characters that are kind of shallow and make something out of them whereas I didn't really feel that way with anybody in this movie But that was just me watching it. I can fully understand where you're coming from, though, because it is a freaking cool movie and I want to like it and I just don't.
0: And and it's funny because I I, I have a note here. I don't know where it is in in the movie, but I had a note where I go, I am legit rooting for Baby and Deborah, And I totally was. And I think the way in which you kind of let the... The Giallo of Soho. And and you like, you kind of like certain things kind of brushed off. You're like, I don't give a shit. It's, it's, and this is just my kind of a movie. And so like, the, like the, the meat cute worked for me. The same, like I was like, I was in, I was just in, I totally was. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Well, I I when after the heist, when they go there, I love the
2: diner scene. And that's the most I like Jamie Foxx's character. Because I, I go in and out with him throughout And I think that's where it's a little bit lower for me is him because I wanted to like him more. But the driving is just so great. And watching Edgar Wright talk about like frame, like doing all and all like the shots they did and all the stunts they did is super cool.
1: I wanted to like Baby and I want to like Baby as a lead character. But when we're introduced to him and he's like dancing down the street and then he fakes play a. Uh, trumpet both I was just like I don't like you I think you are performative and obnoxious and I don't know how I'm gonna feel the rest of the movie and I think I went into it with a bad mood I did watch it right after I was like coming off the high of hot fuzz so that doesn't help like let's be real that didn't help baby driver for me because I watched it right after hot Fuzz, but I just for me I really couldn't get into it I couldn't get into the cardboard cutouts that they had of females in this film you didn't um, like Deborah because uh, Deborah had no personality um Debra was a pretty face and she was super cute but Deborah didn't do anything for me Debra didn't do anything for me um I liked Lily did. James She's so great, too. And, like, she's trying to put a lot into it. But for me, it didn't work, which is fine. But, you know, sure, what works for me won't work for other people. And we know that. So just didn't work. I'm sorry.
2: No, I, I love when they go in the diner scene and he tries. That's like the one time he pushes back against Jamie Foxx's character. Um, you know, and I like that he got caught.
1: I have a question for you both. Do you think that he got away with... Do you think that the ending actually happens? Or do you think that's just what he wants to happen? Because the, the lighting is so different and so ethereal and warm. Um, do you think she's actually waiting for him with that really cool car? Or do you think that like none of that actually happened and it's all just baby's dream of what he wants to happen?
0: I felt like it was a dream. I think that's i mean i probably um yeah i think they're I, I, just given the way that like all of that that kind of montage of the prisons i mean i mean it seems like he got a lot of time for that and 25 years really is a long him. time yeah so i, I do I,
1: her hair didn't change at all she kept the same hairstyle for like the seven years that he was in
2: well i mean listen if it works it works who am i
1: I wouldn't know that. I have a different hairstyle every 2 weeks, so I don't. <laughs> 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 Sorry audience, I am getting over a cold, so you might hear me wheezing in the background. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, I it I, this one is more. I, I yeah, I don't know. I just uh I really kind of dug it. Really dug it.
1: That's fair.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I you know, every every new job I was hoping Barenthal showed up because I love Barenthal. And when they I s- did think it was sorry you really
1: go. clever when he mentioned like, Oh, we'll never see each other again and then you never see him. He's gone. It
2: was such a bummer.
1: <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh, I also really did like the Mike Myers joke.
0: That was hysterical. Oh, that was that was pretty That funny. was really so funny. Good. And I think I think th- what I another okay I'll probably leave it here because this is also one of those movies where I'm just like I just was in it from the beginning and it really it mm-hmm. like it had me and it never let me go I also found this movie I don't it sounds so ridiculous but like I felt like it had some stakes I mean the stakes of a heist movie but it had some stakes sure but also like I did I laughed quite a bit while I was watching the Mike Myers thing was pretty, <laughs> pretty hysterical pretty so yeah um it hit it hit on all levels for me
1: I'm glad. Last Night in Soho basically hit on all levels for me too. So I feel like I get where you're coming from because, yeah, it, it just sometimes things work and sometimes things don't. Baby Driver didn't work for me, but that's fine. Everybody should give it a try. It is a vibe. <laughs> There's one thing we do like on this podcast. It's a movie with a vibe.
0: I almost didn't want to bring that up because I didn't want to taint <laughs> our lost highway no. discussion but that that was kind of how i thought about baby driver was yeah i felt like it was a vibe that yeah it
1: is a vibe well that's how i actually feel about last night in soho it's go. a vibe and that's fine i was along for the vibe
0: along for the vibe i like that yeah, yeah. and
2: that fits this com- movie Trademark completely patent pending all right that's our new gotta we're make gonna the shirt,
1: and it just says along for the vibe
2: just a picture of john Hamm at the diner <laughs>
1: No, no, it has to be our queen. It has to be our queen from Lost Highway, Patricia Arquette.
2: Well, she's on the front.
1: (laughs) Fine. We can have a tiny John Hamm like in the back
2: come on him sitting at the diner we'll put the
1: tiny men on the back we'll just do a bunch of like men by, that are in the vibe movies and then just patricia arquette looking over her shoulder
2: no like i, I saw him wearing that jacket i was like i can pull off that jacket and
0: then Kristen snickered, and i was like all right <laughs> do you know what i definitely could not pull off though is his haircut i don't know if it works
1: i don't like it neil neil was I'm not into john Hamm in uh, this movie he was like <laughs> why is he so greasy he was like, I don't buy this. This
2: is—he's a cokehead finance guy. It's
1: perfect. Yeah. I don't know. I do like that the the heel face turn that he ends up being the bad guy. Like, that was cool to me. I I was on board for that. He's apparently the Terminator because he just gets <laughs> out of everything. It doesn't. Ma- you can shoot him. You can like drop him off the side of a a, a high rise. Like a lot of cocaine things. in like, there. It doesn't matter. He's like Gumby. Yeah. can't touch him can't, can't, touch, can't him. touch him
2: oh man i
1: was like deborah you don't stand a chance against the terminator you're too fragile you're made of cardboard come on
2: lily allen could stand up to anything as we learned in the greatness of iron claw but that is a whole different i podcast. haven't
1: seen it yet
2: as you should all right
1: i really love her in cinderella <laughs>
2: I have not seen that. Oh, that that is her, isn't it?
1: Yeah, she's lovely. She is genuinely just adorable.
2: Great. All right, so Baby Driver is Adam's number one. That is my number three and Brit's number six. So now we move on to Brit's number one.
1: I don't think this will surprise anybody that Shaun of the Dead is my number one. Long live Shaun of the Dead.
2: <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's brilliant. Be- as we get into the conversation, I want to ask everybody a question. So the, the the Cornetto trilogy has one great connecting fence hops. <laughs> let's rank. <laughs> let's rank the fence jumps.
1: Perfect. Easy. Go. Number three. We have, um, obviously, The World's End. Number two, we have Shaun of the Dead. Number one, we have Hot Fuzz because he does acrobatics.
2: I I, I go Shaun of the Dead 1 and Hot Fuzz 2. Really? Yeah. When he th- when he does the dive bec- over the trampoline for his mom, it it just it gets me so much.
0: Oh no, but that's not the no. I think Brit's talking about the other one. Oh, though. we're just talking
2: about the failure. Oh, all right then. Then it's then, so then Brits the, is right. The,
1: the the acrobatics into the failure. Okay. You can't like it's too good. Yeah. Then
2: Brits is <laughs> right. Well, when Nick Frost runs <laughs> through it and turns around, and there's Edgar Wright tells a story that he made him turn around so that they didn't give credit to a stunt double that everyone knew Nick <laughs> Frost had to <and> stumble <laughs> through the fence.
1: It, I love
0: it, but it's it's so it's not just that it's it's funny, but like the con, like the continuation of a joke in like a different film is great. It's I mean that's just, that's just amazing. Oh,
1: it's so funny when like just truly when he's jumping over everything, and it, I guess that's what I love about Hot Fuzz is because it's just so over the top. Anyways, we're not talking about Hot no. Fez. We're talking about Shaun of the Dead,
2: and Shaun of the Dead is you know. There's so much to talk about, but through most of his movies, there's so much about like the the struggle to grow up and maturity and whatever. Yeah. And this movie just does it perfectly.
1: It does. It does. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't have a ton written down for Shaun of the Dead because I have seen this movie so many times that I could probably like recite the whole thing from memory because I remember watching it. I got it on. I didn't see it in the theaters because I was only like 14 when it came out. So it just wasn't a movie that I was going to probably be able to go see in the theaters. But I did get the DVD and I watched that DVD so many times. I like would put it on to go to sleep at night. It was one of those movies that was just like a comfort movie to me. Um, And I, I, I just love it. I feel like I could do an entire like three hour podcast about Shaun of the Dead without re-watching the film because i know it like i've seen it so many times
0: i mean it, it's the the brilliant i mean okay it, it, it there are so many great things happening i mean at first when we have the, the fight at the winchester at the beginning right and i mean when when, when nick frost comes in is like can i get any of you cunts a drink <laughs> it's just like <laughs> It's just like it it lets you know right off the bat like kind of who these people are and what's going on but the 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 true like the true comedic brilliance and filmmaking technique of the repetition of him going from the house yes to the to the store and back is great it's it really is fantastic all of those little details are amazing
2: and everything they don't miss a beat even like the groom who's about to come break into the house you see him in the back like everything when he just says to the guy like i don't have change that he gave change on the first time it's all so good
1: when he like slips and doesn't even notice that it's the blood because he's so hungover and he gets you know the sodas and oh just everything about it is pitch perfect um i think one of my my favorites is probably one of the most obvious things when he's like going through the telly and it's uh you know like cycling through the news and the the um, like uh, you know and Morrissey and everything saying you know everything that's happening but Sean just doesn't notice because he's so self-centered and so concerned with his own issues of being just kind of a shit boyfriend and a shit son it's it's perfect and I I'm shocked that the, I mean this isn't his debut film because his debut film was fistful of fingers and we don't really talk about that <laughs> but for this being the first actual studio film released by a director this is such an impressive debut because it's so solid and it is so centered he knew what he wanted to say and he did it It, it's impressive
2: absolutely and it's funny throughout the entire thing like you and I think one of the when they're going through the plan and each time it's about just all right I'm gonna kill my stepdad in like every version of it and then it, when they get to, he's like, "Mom, he, he touched me." He's like, "Ah, oh, shit, no, he didn't." <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it takes, it does these like you never uh, at no point are you like ready for what's gonna happen, and I and that makes me that's just super fun to get into.
1: I cry every time Bill Nye dies oh. in this movie Oh, my because God. it is so po- it, it That's and that's what I think is really brilliant about Edgar Wright. He finds these moments in these comedies, and this one specifically to have really serious moments. And this is, I, I've never been in this position. I, My parents are still together. I've never had a step-parent in my life. Um, but just him talking about how he tried and he- Oh, it's he devastating. Tr- like how difficult it is to try to raise someone who doesn't really want you in their life and how he was like, I just thought I could- be the person for you, and it it kills me. It kills me because Sean also is dealing with these really complicated feelings because that obviously cannot be easy. I can't imagine being in that pos- like Sean in that position, but also kind of realizing, oh, I didn't give him a shot either. Oh, just is totally devastating. And then he turns the music off <laughs> as the zombie. It's incredible. <laughs> But I do cry. I do cry every single time. That, that,
0: which, that's a great moment. Well, and then and, and then the other the other thing too, and I think like it's funny, and that's also why like doing this exercise and watching all of a a, a filmmaker's movies it, you know in pretty close succession. I mean, we we should have known from the scene when they get into the Winchester and they are beating the zombie to Queen. Amazing. That we should have known exactly what what Edgar Wright was all about with, with the music and the editing and letting, and letting the music dit- dictate when the cuts would happen. Yes. yes. It's so good.
1: I will say that is one of my karaoke songs and I have to think it's probably because of this movie. Do you hop in? like? Um, yeah, definitely. I do hop around a lot when I karaoke. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty intense. I use a lot of my limbs. Um, just be warned if we ever do karaoke together, it gets really crazy. Uh, not really, I just dance around. But um, but no, it's true. Like that is the choreography that he has between the cuts and that song. I just that was missing in other things. Like that is the type of thing that is missing in World's End. Um, we get one scene that says, "Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar," right? And we have that where they're kind of like tracing through the town, but it's one moment. And um it doesn't ever come back that we don't ever have anything else like it in the movie, so it feels really out of place. Whereas in this one, it makes sense.
0: Well then the other I mean I mean the other I think and I think I knew when I first saw this movie that it was gonna be something I enjoyed when they are um when they're having the argument about what records to throw at the zombie that is slowly walking towards them. <sighs> That's when okay. I knew I was gonna enjoy this
1: movie. <laughs> Adam, I have a question. Zombies are walking towards you. You have to throw some of your D V D or your your blue rays at Ooh. them. Your four K's. Oh my Which four. Ones are you my four
0: K's. I have to throw my four yep. K's. You have um, to throw
1: your four K's. That's it. Wow.
0: Oh, okay. Um I, I I could definitely part with um. And you might wonder why I have this, but, but well whatever. Um I would definitely be okay with hucking my the Pirates of the Caribbean um collection.
1: No. That is like, oh, okay, the collection, absolutely. The yeah. first movie is brilliant, yeah. but the rest no, of them can no,
0: I, I know, it's, it was, it's a set. Um,
1: Fair. Okay, so it's like two, three, and four. It's not one.
0: Well, sure. I mean, I could leave that one in there. Um,
1: <laughs> no. The, the It's like the, one of my top.
0: The second and third mummy movies. Um, oh, yeah. You could, you could yeah. launch those. For sure. Going to be hucking those. The zombies um, you um, might make fun of you for one. that. King- Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is going to get hocked.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, that's
0: ob- that's obviously another part of a set too. I don't know if there are any like single movies, but I do have like collections on 4K, but like I think I could probably live without the shit movie of this of this set. <laughs>
1: okay what if what if like melissa and you were throwing one and she what one would you be like please don't throw that melissa please don't throw that movie
0: (sighs) um oh wow i mean if she picked anything off of the top two shelves i'd be i'd be i'd be fairly devastated like if she uh this is amazing like on like honestly, like if she took the remember when we did drive and I showed you my really cool version yeah. of drive. Yeah. If she p- took drive off and hugged, it, I'd be like, "Bitch, what are you doing?" <laughs> You're like, "No, no, 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 no." And then she'd go. She actually, what she would do just to piss me off is she'd pick all of the thickest box sets I have and just start there. Be like, Thanks. "I mean, that's fair that's because great. you
1: have a lot of ammo. Right. Like, I don't speed fault speed. This. <laughs> it's a good." it's a good way to do it so uh,
2: Adam's <laughs> anxious now for <First laughs> some. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> see I've known Adam for a while I've never seen him anxious before <laughs> <laughs> thinking about those first <laughs> two shelves getting thrown at zombies is <laughs> it's a flop sweat over there <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, nothing He's from like Criterion. He's like, Ugh. none of
1: them will be thrown. I have 4,000 films. I don't have to throw any of those two, the top two. He's
2: like, no, I have five doubles. That's, he goes, if we can't take the zombies out with I those say, five,
0: like, I've got dollar store horror. We can start chucking, okay? Let's. Don't
1: you dare throw Prevenge. Prevenge is the so first good. One. No.
0: <laughs> Crystal Skull Prevenge. <laughs> Okay, late breaking news. Late breaking news. I'm switching Scott Pilgrim and Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is now two, and Scott Pilgrim is going down to three. (laughs) I'm changing as we're going.
1: That's okay. Shaun of the Dead is really good. I can understand that. I will say with my top three, it was difficult because I love all three of the top films. And the reason that Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are at the top is because I, I genuinely think they're better. Um, But also, I have a lot to say about Scott Pilgrim, so I guess I can't probably talk about that yet. But the thing about Edgar Wright movies, and I did want to bring this up earlier, like one through six, they're solid. Like, even if we have ranked them as like, ah, they're not so great, so great. They are still solid Very watchable. Like They're very... Edgar Wright is a very consistent director, and that's super cool to me. That if I were to watch Baby Driver again, let's say, my number six... Yeah, I might not be like it's not the first thing I choose, but I wouldn't be upset about it, right? I wouldn't just sit there going, "Ah, damn it, I have to watch this film again." I'd sit back and go, "I didn't enjoy this. Maybe I'll enjoy it this time." Right. And get a kick out of all of those really cool like car slides that they do throughout. Like that opening, that's so killer, right? right yeah. Where he like they do the practical uh all of the practical stuff with the car? Amazing.
0: Well, and the other thing about him too, he doesn't have a movie that goes over 2 hours. Yeah. Which is also, I mean, I have no very problem. Friendly. With a long, no problem with a long movie, but like these don't know, need to be long though. No, they don't. They don't yeah. and I, that's the thing is like I don't like sure if you want to get really nitpicky, I'm sure you could trim shit out of all of these, but like they're pretty because they and again, I'm not I don't want to sound like a knock, but because these movies are very bit heavy. There's not a whole lot to trim. I mean, yeah, you could maybe cut a joke or a, a, or like a, a set piece. But like really, there's not a whole lot to get out. There's not a whole lot to just like there's no there's no there's not a lot of air that needs to be taken out.
2: Right.
1: And that's very cool.
2: Yeah. And it's whether, you know, what kind of connects more. But they, they all move. They're all fun. Like the worst one is fun. Yeah. And like, you know, like anything pops up, I'm happy to watch it and that's you know, other
1: than fistful of fingers no, I i'm talking about the top six. Yeah, <laughs> like,
2: when again. we after never we all again. went through fistful of fingers i said like all right here now now the real rankings come great yeah.
1: perfect that one just i almost was like do we really have to include it <laughs> can we just pretend it doesn't exist i
2: mean that's what we're gonna do the rest of our lives so
1: right
0: i think so, Edgar Wright does that
2: a hundred percent i think so too <laughs> he's like no guys i never made a movie before shawn of the dead i don't know what you're talking about <laughs>
0: Well, you definitely referenced that Variety interview he did, and that is the one movie that he did not talk about. Didn't touch it. Didn't. He talked about every other movie. Do and he's highlighting
2: stuff, and he's having like biggest smile on his face. You could tell he's having a blast going through it. Didn't even, didn't even pass his mind.
1: <laughs> I will say, um, I came across. Well, I didn't come across it. My husband came across this really fun like blog um, from Shaun of the Dead uh and it was a person who was an extra on Shaun of the Dead and just wrote about their experience and how incredible the experience was on Shaun of the Dead how it was really cute cuz he was like oh you, you know there were a couple people that came on um and talked about how like two people came in and said like oh we were extras on uh On 28 days later and they got special contacts and the special contacts meant that they were like featured zombies and like everybody was trying to act really hard to become a featured zombie. Um, And he just talked about how like great it was working on the movie and how he was asked back by Edgar Wright to do some additional shots. Um, but he was talking about how Edgar Wright was in every shot he was a part of every scene he was the one that was getting people hyped up as extras to be zombies and like when um, when the guy gets pulled apart he was in the horde of people like helping like make sure they pulled him apart the right way and he was like the one who was holding the camera for all of the close-ups and it was so I'll I'll send it to both of you because it was such a cool thing to read uh, because I feel like he still is that way like yes he's a big director now but he seems very very concerned with the people on his projects and it was it was just like really really genuine and lovely to read about this this zombie extra who just really wanted to be a featured zombie and get special contacts and did it.
0: Well and, <laughs> it was awesome. And so so I I I, ch- I checked this out before we recorded. And so this so the Edgar Wright ranking is the is the twelfth ranking episode that that a thousand and one is done. Wow. Um now, now some of these aren't full director rankings. So we did we did Spielberg in the two thousands We did like a top five Ridley, we did Pixar, and we ranked the 2021 Best Picture nominees. But in terms of full director filmographies, or at least they were full when we recorded them, we did Fincher, Christopher Nolan, um, Alejandro Gonzalez and Yuritu, Sam Mendes, Sofia Coppola, and then obviously we did David Lynch and um, and Bong Joon-ho. Edgar Wright is definitely the youngest of them. And there's something kind of cool to see... like you know, where his career is going to go. Like he hasn't gone full, like traditional horror, you know, like he, I I mean, he's definitely been influenced by them, but like, I'm just curious to see what other, what other genres he's going to kind of let him like, you know, push him forward. Cause he definitely, he definitely is influenced by genre and I think it'll be cool to see him like, yeah, what he does in the years to come
1: and i do think he's best when he is making commentary on a genre right like his like uh, hot fuzz and scott pilgrim and um and Shaun of the dead it, it is kind of a commentary on the the genres that he's inspired by And it's so very obvious that he respects those genres so much. And I think that's really cool to see him take those and make these satirical funny movies while still being respectful. They're not mean, whereas I feel like a lot of comedy is mean, you know. And I think that's one of the really beautiful things about Edgar Wright is he has so much respect for the films that he is is paying homage to and he is actually paying homage he's not ripping them off he's taking the ideas that they had and creating something really new and exciting out of them Um, and I think I'd really I really hope he goes back to something like that because I feel like with the last couple films he's done which is fine he's decided to do kind of more straight stories which is great Um, but they aren't my favorite I'd like to see him try to do something a little bit closer to home yeah. Next,
2: very curious to see where he goes next. All right, so Sean of the Dead. So Adam switched it, so Adam and I had it at two, Britt had it at one.
1: I did, it's
2: wonderful. And then my number one in the last movie we're talking about, and the reason I picked this pretty much, um, and om- I picked it for this, and I almost didn't rank it at number one because of how good Sean of the Dead is. Um, is Scott Pilgrim Fair. versus the world. I'm so
1: happy it's your number one.
2: I love this movie so much. I've watched it so many times. I I watch things a lot. This probably, this is up there with the amount of times I've watched it. I love the cast. I love everything about it. I, there's not a second of this movie I am not fully invested in. And if it's on, I'm going to watch it from wherever it is. And I'm going to love every second of it. Uh, it just all works for me. I think it's funny. It's clever. I don't really play video games, but I love the video game aspect of it because it reminds me of video games when I played video wow. games. You know with There's three lives and shit like I love making like the, the, the codes to get into the, you know, the the, the the club and just making fun of like the scene kids. God, it's all so much fun
1: i feel like this movie was made for me to be perfectly honest because do i love video games yes do i love anime yes so this film was like basically made for me i also really i really love the scott pilgrim um graphic novels they're fantastic have you had a chance to read them joey i have not I own them. I'll send them to you. I have them digitally. I'll give oh, them very to you. Cool. We can cut that so that you don't have to. <laughs> so we don't have to say I'm sharing media. They're really good. You should read them. I'll I'll send them to you because one of the hearts of this movie is that Edgar Wright does take that like comic book aspect and put it into. It's the movie. so cool
2: the way that's done. It's so stylized I, in a way that like I don't so think stylish. anybody else does it. Does this movie this way, and I I well, love that so much.
1: The last time when I was watching this, I watched this on um the. 31st I watched it on New Year's Eve and I was wondering like do we think that Spider-Verse would exist without a film like this because I don't know any other movies that take um take like comic book lingo and put it into a film so uh, as well as this one does like this was the first one that I know of that does it successfully and I haven't seen it done as successfully after until Spider-Verse
0: yeah no I think
2: that's a great point I agree
0: I hated this movie uh, when I first watched it, uh, like when it first came out. I, yeah. I really, I, I don't. And I, I, I was, I was an undergrad. I don't know what I was expecting, but I watched it and I was like, I don't like this movie. And I was like, around 2010, obviously. And I yeah. didn't. I just was like, I'm never going to watch this movie again. Um, and then. Like there was a lot of like I think when it hit the 10 year uh, during COVID, there was just a lot of chatter about like a reunion and like, oh, we're going to get together. And I was like, and they did the Zoom
2: readings during COVID a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was it was if you follow movie news, it it was getting mentioned quite a bit. And so I was like, okay I will. I'll rewatch it. A decade has passed. I, I think I can watch it. And, you know, I definitely am big enough to admit that I don't know what I remembered seeing when I was in college, but I dug it. I really did. Um and again it's it's the it's and I think this is the one where you can see the Edgar Wright style, but it's like Edgar Wright plus. And I think yeah. it's that yeah. plus all of those flourishes of of both a, a comic book and a video game um that are great. And this is a world where those caricatures make total fucking sense. Hundred percent. Right? Like because, yes. we, because of the seven evil X's, you get you get to have characters who are ridiculous that's kind of the point of them um and you mentioned the cast there is no way you film this two years later i don't think you 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 don't get this cast no it's perfect it's, timing it, it's, it's perfect timing in- for everybody credible i i mean truly i mean this will be one of those that like when i don't know 20 years from now when my kids are you know in their in their mid-20s and they and they want to watch movie and like i don't know I, I can't think of anything good. Or actually I actually even right now, Michael Sarah is in Barbie and my girls like yes. Barbie. And be like, you wanna see you wanna know a movie that he's in and like when like you see all the offshoots of who's in the movie, it's like wow, all of these people are in the movie. I mean, Academy Award winners. Right. Are like in Brie the
2: movie. Larson yes. it's, it's crushing is crushing it as Envy Adams gonna win an Oscar in a few years.
1: Okay. Let me just tell you that Envy Adams is one of my favorites in this movie. Her style. Does she do a lot in the movie? No. Is her style incredible? Yes. Did I just do a burlesque show where we were supposed to look for, like, you need to look for things between, you know, know, the early 2000s and 2010. Did I choose Envy Adams as my, like, this is what I'm going to base my whole persona on yes I did because I love her so much in this film this cast is perfect it is a perfect cast which I don't think you can say about a lot of films everybody is pulling their own weight everybody is good
2: yeah Kieran Culkin as the roommate is (laughs) is so phenomenal (laughs) like and like when he's and there's the you know the when he's like drunk texting in the sleep like and he's hysterical everybody's Aubrey Plaza I mean I (laughs) can love Anna Kendrick she's four times she's in it she's amazing and Mary Elizabeth Wanstead is very good they're
0: all very very good I I think there's a I'm looking through my notes and there's a particular line that I want to say and I will say I think part of Edgar Wright movies are that he's not afraid to make the dumb joke no no, there is not a lot. He rhymes "vegan" with "be gone." Oh, yes, and he does. It is fucking hysterical. It is fucking hysterical. The the vegan police come in, fucking um um Michael Jane, Collins Thomas Jr. Jane. Yeah, and Thomas Jane. It's just like <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> it's it's chicken fantastic. parm. Chicken parm's not vegan.
2: <laughs> My mind's eye or whatever. <laughs>
1: I will say the one thing about this film that I do have a bit of an issue with, and that this is just because I am a fan of the graphic novels. Um, there, there are six, and of course, when the movies, the, when they first started writing the film, there were only two volumes, and when the film came out, it was not completed. So <laughs> the ending is not the ending that you get in the graphic novel, and I don't think the ending works very much, very well in this film. I think that. 80% of this movie is perfect, and then it kind of falls off at the end for me.
2: I think the whole and thing's uh, perfect. I don't call many things perfect, but I think this uh, everything hits what? for me.
1: I'm so glad that this is the film that you find perfect, Joey. I, I, I was—I assumed it was going to be like Shaun of the Dead or honestly Baby Driver. Those were the two options I had in my head. But I thought, oh, it'd be really cool if it was Scott Pilgrim. And I'm so on board for the fact that it's Scott Pilgrim. That makes me really happy. I, love it so I just much. think the the ending with Gideon being like, you know, with, with Ramona saying, oh, the reason I'm like this is because I have a chip in the back of my head is actually like, really bad (laughs) i don't like it i like it better that like she has things she needs to work through herself um and i was and i was thinking oh this would work better as a uh, you know maybe as a series but they did that and it was amazing and i i do think everybody who enjoys scott pilgrim should watch the new series on netflix because i loved it i really enjoyed the subversion of of what i like the first i saw the first
2: episode i liked it a lot
1: Oh, my gosh. You should watch the rest yeah, of, the rest of really it. Yeah, I will. It's really good. I did like I it a lot. I might actually watch it after this. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Now I just want to watch this again. Um, I like it a lot. I, and I, I, do... I love that
2: the original cast all agreed that they, that they had an email chain forever <laughs> and they all agreed to come back. And the fact that they're all back is I think that's is, really
1: cool. It's great. I will say that some of the time in it, like their voice acting isn't phenomenal, but I let it go because... It's the, them. It's the original the person. So it works. Amazing. It, it works. It's great. It's super good. I... So yeah I hate the ending I don't like the fact that Ramona has a chip That Gideon put in there And I also don't like the fact That Knives comes back With a tiny scarf To fight Ramona Because they fight In a different part And her tiny scarf Looks terrible um, And it, it just it, it does not work as well At the end for me
0: I think I forgot Every time I see it That he doesn't end up With Knives I don't know why I always expect That that's going to be What happens Because that
1: was the original ending.
0: Oh, is it? Oh. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. That's the
1: alternative ending. Originally, um, Edgar Wright was going to have Scott end up with knives. But then it didn't test well with audiences, so they rewrote it. And it's difficult because... Basically, like Ramona disappears in the graphic novels and does not reappear for quite a long time. So Scott goes through this whole thing of like, I'm going to, you know, like get over Ramona, blah, blah, blah. And then he he does end up doing things for himself rather than for Ramona, which is a great thing because then he's not projecting his idea of what his dream girl is on her so that she's actually able to heal. But that's a little too much for this film that already <laughs> yeah. has too much a lot
2: going on to start that
1: (laughs) yeah but he originally they wanted uh, him to end up with knives
0: um i have i have a a a statement and then i have a a a question they are unrelated Um, fun. i think that my my statement i think my favorite shot of any of these movies is uh during like the initial i guess courtship of um Ramona and Scott, and when they're walking up to the swings, there's a top-down shot yes. of the swings, like in shadow. That shot is gorgeous. Great it's shot, just beautiful a, a shot. Beautiful shot. My 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 question is, the the Sex bob-ombs. Um What band do you think they sound most like, like in the real world? <sighs> hmm.
1: They kind of remind me of the White Stripes. Okay, a certain-
0: that's oh yeah. I, I went to Black Keys with that sort of oh, like. That's what I was thinking. That like Black distortion. Keys. Yeah, the distortion guitar kind of alternative, not quite emo, but you know, that's that was that was what I I just and I'm not saying that they did that on purpose. I was just like I was listening. I was like, who the fuck does this sound like? And then I was like, oh, baby, I'm howling for you. It's like okay, yeah, I I can kind of hear this. I,
1: Whereas I went to. Um... Oh God! You just said, "Baby, I'm Helen for you." So now it's out so of my head. I, uh, but I went into <laughs> "Fell in Love with a Girl." Fell okay. The girl. Yeah. There we go. And best for Peyton now. In love with the world. We
0: both pick bands that have colors in them, so mm-hmm. you know, that works. Th- you know, yeah. There it is.
1: Though I freaking love the black keys. I mean, I love the white stripes too. Don't get me wrong, but the black keys to this day I will put them on all the time. They're so <laughs> so good. There you go. I. Love the fact that Michael Sarah is so good at bass that he had had to to dumb dumb it down. He had to dumb it down. They're like, You can't be good. You have to just kind of be bad. But he was great. Like, he's. I. Okay, going into this, I I was not a big Michael Sarah fan. I mean, I just. I didn't think he was a good choice for Scott Pilgrim. I, I really didn't want to see him in this role. And he's not similar to the scott pilgrim in the graphic novel and i think he does a really good job
2: yeah i think I, he's, I think he's oh, really good and I'm, I'm always obsessed i've been obsessed with, you know i love uh arrested development I, so i mean it's so yeah, when he was in, and i didn't know the graphic novel so i saw him as this like t- comic book fighting i was like oh man that's hysterical like that's never what i would think from him and i think he I, crushes it
0: i don't know how else to, to say what i'm gonna say I agree I think I actually I really like Michael Sarah in in this. He looks like a terrible kisser. Um yes. oh yeah oh, he does. looks really Absolutely. really bad. And and like I and not that anything should change but like he is in a cast with some objectively beautiful women and he, it the the kissing just looked awkward and yeah. maybe that's part I of the character. I loved it. Was awkward. But it just was like I loved it. Oh, I know <laughs> Oh
2: god. <laughs> And everyone around him is just perfect looking.
0: <laughs> Listen, I like I pull I make I like, make the really weird comments, but I, I no, need to know. it's a I, good I, comment because I agree. No, he does like Todd should have been like, hey bro,
2: maybe you learned <laughs> how to kiss, <laughs> and just Ramona kind of like sort of nod.
1: <laughs> so I do think that with this film, with the evil exes, because there's seven of them, it almost takes up too much time. Um, it, it, it because the film is not a super long film, you know, it's it's under two hours. It is, they almost pack too much into one film, which is why it isn't higher on my list. Because we don't really have the opportunity to grow with anybody. So I, and I think that's why at the end you think he should end up with Knives. Because we haven't really had an opportunity to get to know Ramona or to get to know, Or to get to know her past her being a a manic pixie dream girl. Because that's what she is. Let's be real. And that's a little disappointing in the film. um, Because there's a lot more to the story than that. And it's funny because in the graphic novels, the seven evil exes kind of do take a backseat.
2: Oh, interesting. You get
1: whole arcs that don't include him. Ramona and Scott like move in together he gets a job he has family you get all of Kim's backstory there's so much more that could be told but obviously the most appealing and most exciting thing are the fights with the evil exes <laughs> I'm so sorry uh being sick sucks um so I just I feel like the movie is so successful in so many ways but it does cram too much into its short run time
0: I I agree with that. I think, in particular, I thought the the battle with the twins was a moment that felt like I we didn't really get their backstory the entire book. It, yeah, it was it was it, that 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 moment in particular felt a bit shortchanged. Um, yep, that was very rushed. Yeah, that was just for the. I mean, and... I
1: I did enjoy rock versus electronica. Like that was cool. Yeah, it was but... awesome. No, yes, yeah, the, the, the visuals of it cool. were amazing,
2: which is why the I visuals are amazing.
1: Yeah. But, you know, and I I always I always don't want to say like, oh, it should have been a series because I have had other graphic novels that I love turned into series and they were terrible. Uh, I did not. I love Preacher by Garth Ennis. It's an incredible series. And then they turned it into a, a TV series and it was terrible and I hated it. So I don't want this to necessarily be that, but I just wish. We had a little bit more time. I uh, Honestly, I think it was too short. <laughs> I think we needed a little bit more time to live with the characters.
2: I mean, I could have watched like three more hours of this. So, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> hours. Like, let's go. Every, we like, could
1: have had a part one, part two.
2: And I love the fight scenes. Like, Edgar Wright choreographing fights is just like unbelievable.
1: They're so good. They're so good. And I love the fact that when um, I was listening to an interview with him about this film and he was talking about in editing he wanted the each shot to be a different like a different angle because if you were reading a graphic, a graphic novel that's what you would get you wouldn't get the same shot like from a bunch of different places um, so he he wanted it to feel like you were looking through panels of a graphic novel and I thought that was brilliant cool. and perfect and it it shows how much like he really appreciates where the story came from.
2: Yeah, I I just love <sighs> this movie so much. I'm so happy to get to talk about it here because I love it. It's great. And it's so good. It's so much fun. And you're right. It's just a really like fun director to dive into. Yeah. Not too much work, totally but agree. you have a blast doing it. And then you when you start kind of paying attention, there's a lot there.
1: It really is. Yeah, I
0: agree. I agree.
2: So Scott Pilgrim, he was by number one. He was Adams number two, but he became Adams number three, and he is also Brits' number three. Do we want to go through our lists quick? Sure. Adam, you're switched like three times, so maybe you go first.
0: It sure did. I will. I will definitely. Uh, I will go. I will go first and uh, and clarify f- for real what the my lock ever down rank- your list ranking is. I really,
1: am excited to hear.
0: Uh, number seven, uh, fistful of fingers. Number 6, Last Night in Soho. Number 5, The World's End. Number 4, Hot Fuzz. Number 3, Scott Pilgrim vs The World. Number 2, Shaun of the Dead and Number 1, Baby Driver.
2: Beautiful Brit.
1: M- my list at number 7, we have Fistful of Fingers. Number 6, we have Baby Driver. Number five, we have The World's End. At number four, we have Last Night in Soho. Number three, we have Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Number two, we have Hot Fuzz. And at number one, we have Shaun of the Dead.
2: Beautiful. All right, my list. Number seven, Fistful of Fingers. Number six, World's End. Number five, Last Night in Soho. Number four, Hot Fuzz. Number three, Baby Driver. Number two, Sean of the Dead. Number one, the perfect Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> and that is Edgar Wright. Thank you for indulging me with this draft pick. I appreciate both of you very much
0: as always, but especially today.
1: Well, This was so fun. Well,
0: I, 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 I did the math. And I, I do you mind if I give the, please, the definitive, be,
1: please,
2: please, because I've been working on a math problem over here while we're doing it. And so I was
0: in one I there's a there's a concession that was made, but I think it, I think it'll be a fair concession when you hear it. So here is the definitive Edgar Wright rankings. Number seven. No surprise. A fistful of fingers. Number six. The world's end. Number five. Last night. In Soho. Now, three and four had the same average, but because one movie's uh, uh, responses were closer together—well, not higher, as closer synced—so okay. number four is Baby Driver, number three Hot Fuzz, number two Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and number one Shaun of the Dead. That I accept. Yeah, I think that's a pretty great rankings. Yeah. It makes I, it it makes sense that Sean of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are up there. I mean, those yeah. really did just like 100%. 100%. Yeah.
1: So many people try to make those movies over again and do not succeed.
0: This is I'm okay. I I knew I wasn't going to remember this and then you said that and it makes sense. Do you know who I thought of in a similar but very different way because of of heavily styled, heavily edited but also British was Guy Ritchie. Um, oh yeah, wow, interesting. But I realized that uh, th- th- obviously tones and, and 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 what they're going for are totally different. But it's funny. There, guy. We talked about Edgar Wright not biting the the MCU apple, right? Not going to the world. Guy Ritchie has made a, like a couple of Disney films. He like,
1: made Aladdin. He did Aladdin. Um, yeah, no, I know. Oh. He's <laughs>
0: trying to go back and forth and do, but like, I I just thought you know Edgar Wright is. If nothing else, consistent and sticks to the kind of movie making that he wants to make. Yep. Yes, he does.
1: I respect that.
0: Um. Well, there you go. There you go. Those those are our 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 individual rankings. Our group ranking um so thank you thank you for listening we'd love to know what you think what your favorite Edgar Wright movies are so find us in all the places where you can Twitter X whatever the fuck it's called um Instagram all those places um I do want to shout out I did I I had some time today oh we have a letterboxed account now I granted if you look at the profile I just use it as my personal letterbox for movies that I watch (laughs) but all of our our lists related to the show have been updated so um all of our episode lists with whether whether it whether it's in or not awesome our director rankings are updated um we actually have a whole we have lists for movies that we've recommended so all of those are updated so um and it's just a thousand one by one and it'll be in the show notes um but i just wanted to put that out there because i it is as of at least as of recording all the way through season what was that four it's all updated um, wow oh, that's cool. That's amazing. So that's, that that's that's there. One of the i I'm also
1: there. on Letterboxd at Britsby Hobnob. Um and I'm my whole thing this year is to be more active on all socials. So I've already logged every movie that I've watched so far this year.
0: Doesn't that just like is doesn't that pain you to say that loud though because i feel like i try it to do more too but it's like god that's just fucking it's uh
1: it's really <laughs> funny because i'm not the one who's trying to force myself to do it but my husband's like you have a podcast you should probably be more active. yeah and i was like i should yeah. you know and we've watched like seven movies in the past four days so i've logged them all i know
0: i think i've logged ten because i'm on break i'm like fucking i'm just going Hell yeah load up you. you might as well that's great
1: yeah
0: um and then uh I, I Britt, would you like to tell us what our first full-length episode on just one movie is going to be about?
1: Yes. I would like to invite everybody to this spiritual experience that will be James Cameron's <laughs> Aliens. Um, it is the first sequel we're doing on 1001, as far as I know. It is a movie I am genuinely super excited to talk to both of you about. Um I've said this before, but I watched it on the big screen for the first time, and it was an amazing experience. So I can't wait to rewatch it again on my not as big screen in my house, um, still fine size TV, but not quite a movie theater. And yeah, that's what we're going to be uh, talking about next week. Are either of you planning on watching other Alien movies prior to the episode?
0: Yes, I Same. am. It is my goal to to watch them all, and and
1: uh, including uh, like Prometheus. I'd
0: love Prometheus. Yes, really. Yeah, do I, you?
1: I have I a funny oh. I
2: have a funny theater going Prometheus story that I will tell <laughs> on the episode.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I'll
2: definitely uh, but, do all the Alien movies and hopefully get into the Prometheus world. But the Alien movies will be done. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: For sure.
1: I'm definitely going to do Aliens. I can't promise I'll do Prometheus because uh, there are just other movies I'd rather watch.
3: (laughs) That's
2: fair. There
0: you go. There you go. Well, anyways, uh, that is it for Edgar Wright. Um, But until our next episode, I am Adam. I am Brett.
2: And I am Joey. Seriously.
0: And (laughs) we will see you for Aliens.